What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle cow. Hey, B. Hey, well, uh, there are two people on earth rooting for the Niners and the Chiefs, Joe Montana and John Middlecoff, so congratulations to both of you. I, I I did find myself being much more. Did you stumble upon the Fox Twitter where it was like uh, Montana Favre, Montana Favre, one other guy, Warner Clat? Uh, no, Bre- Breeze. I think it was Favre, Breeze, oh, Montana. I saw it at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I found myself rooting probably more for the Niners mid game, though I did feel post game once it was clear they lost. Very, very happy for the guy. Yeah. Right? How could you not be? Yeah. But I did find myself screaming, you know, just multiple times for different stuff. Defense, offsides, just a bunch of bullshit. Um, there was a lot. Maybe, so, this is our post-Super Bowl podcast. I can't believe it, really. I, I Truly, I can't believe that I just watched that game uh, and that this podcast is here. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like I, part of me is still is having a hard time with that. I, I tweeted and that's not even before, based on the Niners losing the game. It's not has nothing to do with that. It's just I did tweet before the game because it just kind of hit me. It's pretty nuts. The Niners are here. I know it's the season's been great and they won the playoff games and they're been they belong. Here. You're not saying they didn't belong. Yeah, but it's just when you think about it, the Niners are in the fucking Super Bowl, right? Because you go, well, the Chiefs, they were. Wouldn't you? I mean, weren't they kind of the? Wouldn't you say they were kind of the pick? No, coming Frank, into no. this year. I don't know if you heard post game, but Frank Clark said nobody believed in them. Oh, <laughs> didn't uh, they have the reigning MVP and you know were uh, offsides away from going to the Super Bowl? So they, I, they were favored, we, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, we thought exactly, which is kind of makes sense now. But yeah, I, I I think just sometimes we'll get into it. But my Twitter account, maybe it's just one guy or a couple handful of guys. Just about like, oh, not, you know, you live in, we were here, we lost, the choke, the blah, 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 blah. I get, it's like, God, you just were in the Super Bowl. Think about that. You've been to two Super Bowls in nine years. Think of all the teams. The Chiefs, 
Jesus hadn't won the AFC in 50 years. You've been at two Super Bowls in nine years. So I, maybe it's just living in, I don't own jerseys. I'm not, I wanted the Niners to win this game when the game was going on because it's good for our business. Talking dynasty, talking can they go back to back. Not that this was really bad. I don't really mind the way it ended. But to think that this is like, I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I, I, I struggle overreacting to the devastation when they just won two playoff games, the NFC Championship game, and beat the shit out of Minnesota by a combined 34 points. But you know what you it's always like say a, to counter that before we really dive into this? You know what the counter to that is? You only get so many shots? That's the spirit of the counter, but the counter is you're up 20 to 10 in the Super Bowl in the four, going into the fourth quarter. Well, I think the Warriors, if I remember correctly, Game 7, the game where LeBron won with the block, were up nine or something at half or in the third quarter. They were definitely up. Now, it's different in a football and a basketball game, right? I mean, 10 points in a football game in the fourth quarter is a lot of freaking points. Now, a little skewed with the Chiefs. I think so. But still, the way they were playing, you if I said, hey, guy, you can either play it out if you're Kyle Shanahan or I'll just throw you in to 829 left. You're up 10. They got the ball and they got to go 80. What, what, would, you just, would you just... Roll out the dice and just start from scratch, or would you take that situation? You would take that in the situation. Super Bowl up ten. Yeah, so it's. I, I saw a five thirty eight. I think tweeted the probability was like eighty three or eighty four percent for the Niners winning the game. Again, I don't even know what that that that's fucking meaningless to me. But the 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 probability if you're up ten late in the you know I guess not late in the fourth quarter with eight minutes and twenty nine seconds left. If I wrote that down correctly, eight minutes and 59 seconds left is when the drive started. You feel pretty good. But you'd say you're not playing Kirk Cousins here. You're playing Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Hey, let's shout out to the real winners today, John. Who's that? The Raider fans. Somebody just DM'd me. uh, uh, Adrian Perdomo on IG just sent me a him wearing a Raider sweatshirt said, out here hoping both teams lose. So, congrats to the – they're the winners, John. I, my uh, – Cy Williams, diehard, biggest Raider fan I know. Not – that's actually that I follow on Twitter, like an actual human in my life. Uh, said that he's a diehard Raider fan, and he's like, I, I realize in this game how much I truly hate the Niners because I almost did the Tomahawk chant. <laughs> and he's a Raider guy. So, I, I would imagine most people because – again, I, I guess I can't speak for most people, but – do you feel like they hate the Niners more than the Raiders or Chiefs? I, I who knows. I don't know. I just love that. Like the live, you spend all your time talking about how I. This is how I feel. This is what I think. This is the game starts and how you feel is just there's no hiding it. It comes out even if it you don't out. consciously recognize it. It just totally comes agree. out, right? Totally, totally. And you agree. don't. They're just like you're watching a movie. Something happens. You start crying. You don't know why. I just whatever. Just that's the purest emotion. Do you, you feel that way as a broadcaster when you're doing a game? Or you just want the action to be good? I just want good action. Yeah. Yep. You truly don't care about, you know, who wins No, who like, I care leading up to the game. Like, Saturday I did a game. Thursday I was rooting really hard for Colorado because I was doing USC Colorado. I didn't want to – I wanted it to be as big as possible. I wasn't rooting like, – I don't – tomorrow I might root for UCLA. It's just selfish, you know. Are you doing a UCLA game tomorrow? No, but I'm just saying, like, I was rooting oh, hard oh, yeah. again. Oh, I was I, like – on the couch, yelling. You, if you had walked in, you'd have thought I graduated from the University of Colorado. I, I, I got you. I got you. You know what I mean? But it had I nothing to do. Like I'm, I would do the same thing for UCLA tomorrow if that benefited me. Yeah, you, you're selfish. Oh yes, 
<laughs> yeah, we all are. But with the but are. but but the ends justify the means. All right, John, let's get into this. Let's not uh, delay any longer. We appreciate you listening to this. We've appreciated you listening all season long. We've taken this as far as it can possibly go in terms of an NFL season. And this is our last podcast ever? No, but it's incredible <laughs> oh. that that. I mean, we, I didn't know where you're going with that, John. We'd be doing this tonight. <laughs> uh, one of the best tweets I saw. I don't know who it was. Late in the game, someone, some guy who's a Patriots fan was like, "I don't know. I still think we can pull this out." <laughs> I saw that too. That was a good one. Um, but look, if if the Super Bowl were Patriots Rams tonight, we'd be doing a podcast tonight, Sunday night. If the if that was Super Bowl, we'd still be. But um, obviously the Niners have been good for business. And, and um, I think really based on the way the game went, particularly the way Jimmy played, I think they'll continue to be good for business. But in any event, just before we dive into it, if we forget to say it at the end, the, I mean, we're doing another, we're, the podcast schedule continues, nothing new really, but just um, it's been a, been a productive NFL season, John. Yeah, it has. It has. Wait, wait, you know, I like the... Uh... I like you bringing everything into perspective right there. Well, I just, I, I know I want, I know like Monday will roll around. I'd be like, we didn't really put a bow on that part because like you said, it's you watch the game going, is this really the game I'm watching? Because it, it was surreal for me just watching the game. These are the two teams like that. For, and honestly, if the 49ers were the Carolina 49ers, I might not have felt that way. But just given how we were in it and we've seen how low it was and how hard it was to buy that like everything they've been through in the last five years, like that team would be bad. Cause I just, I just, they were just here, but it was a totally different team. It's none of the same people. Like that's the I crazy like, part. I, so anyway, I, it, it was a little weird when it, you, when you talk about the team, the majority of your words, and then you feel it. It's, it's kind of surreal. You know, it really is. I'm texting with diehard Niner fans. I think it's just surreal. You're like, it, it, I think it's just like that. Anytime yeah. that the finality of a season, well, when you're not, when you're not, when you're good, when I, you're good. I think what it is, and and you know, in a in a moment of honesty, which is all our moments, I I'd have felt the same way if it were the Raiders in that game. I think it's when you watch every play of a team. You guys hear that? Despite what Hater John would tell you, I think when you watch a play, every play of a team, you just you see all the moments that it might have failed. You know, you just see all the things that could have gone sideways, like all the I reasons agree. they shouldn't be here too. I, I would so, agree. And, and by the same token, think about specifically with Andy Reid. I, I mean, you worked for him. You know him. Probably because of that, you and I just long before we even did a radio show, have just been talking about Andy Reid forever. Well, like, think I've had the, a take the, on the, Andy Reid more than most coaches because I've watched him. I, I had a rooting interest in him once upon a time just when you were with the Eagles. And I've always kind of felt like he got a raw deal. Well, then think about this guy. So, and then the the Alex Smith trade. So you just followed that team, whether Andy was there or not, and then you'd already been following Andy because of me. The Alex deal connects you to Andy. So it's just we just the, the connections here are kind of crazy. Yeah. And then you just feel like all the people in Andy's life, the Mariucci's, the Gruden's have been in your life for it's a long true. period of time. It's just there's just a lot of connections. You know? Yeah. Beside the I'm talking even secondary and third level connections. You just you feel like it's all just one big, like they kind of feel closer to like kind of like the mini niners. I know, and but you know what? But here's the part that still makes it hard, especially for me, guy. I mean, I've, I've known Veach forever. Yeah, one of my best buddies in the league is one of his scouts. I, I just Matt Nagy worked there forever. I even Doug. I don't call him a friend. I don't even text him or anything. But I, whenever I see him, he's nice to me. And the connections with this whole game. I, I don't even. I mean, you and me. I don't know Kyle. I don't know any of the coaches on the staff. 
Now, I know Adam Peters and other executives, but and it's more just I've been watching the Niners my entire life, and when I grew up, I was a fan. It's just, it, was, it was weird to watch. That's I why I can't it. figure out why all that stuff should make it less weird, but it was still... Yeah, I found it all weird. Right. Uh, before we dive in, John, well, as we dive in, let's tell you that this podcast, and we appreciate it, is brought to you by Ashford University. Ashford.edu slash ham. Ashford.edu slash ham. Ashford University's online master's degree programs allow you to learn at your own pace. You can study wherever you're the most comfortable learning. And uh, you can start right away at Ashford. That's A-S-H-F-O-R-D.edu slash ham. Well, guys, no standardized test required. Uh, the SAT, the GRE, the GMAT, other standardized test scores are not required. So you can get yourself a little graduate degree. You can start making a little more coin in the workforce. And you don't have to take any of those standardized tests to get in. But it's still the accreditation. Ashford University is fully accredited by WASC Senior College and University Commission. Again, get on the road to earning your degree, making your dream job a reality guy. Enroll now going to ashford.edu slash ham. That's ashford.edu slash ham. To start your degree today, ashford.edu slash ham. Maybe you'll have an online course with Haberman. That's right. I hope not. I hope I'm not teaching. I'd be an awful teacher. All right. <laughs> I, no, I thought you were going to attend. Oh. We Skype, <laughs> our, we Skype the class meetings? <laughs> yeah, I would. So where do we begin here? Um, the Niners had a 20-10 to 10 lead going into the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. Did they choke or did they lose? 859, guy. 859. 859. Uh, actually, 623. They still had a 20-10. That was right lead. before the touchdown. That was right before the P.I. to Kelsey, which, listen, I mean, it's a ticky-tack call, but you got to turn your head, and then the next play, Kelsey scores a touchdown. So then it goes 20-17. to 17, At the 17 mark, yeah. Then they go three and out. Mahomes gets it back. Five for five, 60 yards, up four. It happened fast, right? It did happen my, my, fast. My, my answer on choke would be no. I think they just lost. Now, I thought the officials were kind of on both sides shitty, uh, but there were also some good calls, some questionable calls. I'm not blaming the officials one way or the other because look at the Niners on that last, the Jimmy play when it got to zero. It clearly, the slow motion made it look worse, but it yeah. was zero. I wish they would the, show that replay in real time because, you know, they tell you – it. Zero, it's not zero, it's zero, and you're looking up, and you can see the back judge about to put the... You see how Pereira's like, guys, slow motion! You know, well, but he's right. I mean, slow motion makes... It looks so terrible. But anyway, but, that's not what this so, is about. So listen, I, I completely... Under, someone just tweeted at me, John, You're because I'm kind of defending Kyle with my last couple tweets right before we're recording this. Basically just saying, listen, they lost. I'm not saying it's a good loss. It's a fucking Super Bowl loss. It sucks. And can't we be mad in the moment he choked away the game? Now, I don't view they choked away the game. They went three and out twice down the stretch. I, I, I wrote down, is Chris Jones Matumbo? I mean, how many blocks, tip bass does he have? It felt like three or four. Kyle, that's on Jimmy. And there was a play dialed up on the last drive where Emmanuel Sanders wide open. They miss him. I, I just think sometimes you don't make plays. There are times you choke like the Rockets have choked before. They have also just lost before. There have been differences. Like they, the, the game they missed 27 threes, I'll, I'll say for example, they just missed shots. Like they were getting wide open shots. They're not choking as they're missing them. They just missed the shots. 
there were moments I thought last year when they came back, the, the, they, they kind of choked it away. I, I, I don't view this as a choke. I view it as a loss. So, a bad loss. A bad loss, guy. Yeah. But a loss. So since I agree not with a cho- you. Not a, cho- not a choke job. Since I agree with you, it was not a choke. Maybe there's another way to look at this, too, which is, was this fully the Chiefs just taking it, or did the Niners help give it to them? Because that, that can occur, and it's not a choke. That's not shrinking in the moment, but it is making mistakes. And, okay. Like, I thought, as it turned out, and this is easy with hindsight. You're saying, wait, you're saying shrinking in the moment is, is different than just... No, no, no. I'm saying shrinking in the moment is choking. I don't. Okay, yeah. I think they helped the Chiefs win the game, and the Chiefs took it. Right. That's not to say the Chiefs don't deserve the credit. They clearly do. And if the Niners had won, the Chiefs would have helped them because Mahomes threw a couple picks, threw one right to a dude, or threw a pick, one right. No, he threw two picks. One, the second one right to the guy. But, um, but I do think even though the Niners didn't choke, I do think they helped bring upon their own demise. Like a couple things. Right. At the end of the first half. I think everybody's probably doing what John Lynch is doing. Timeout, 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 timeout. When the Niners get the ball with 59 seconds left, they run it on first down to get to their own 23-yard line, 59 seconds. So he could have he called the timeout at about 135 or 140, right? Because the play ran all the way down and then they punted it, right? Uh, he didn't call timeout when they stopped him on third down was the problem. What right. John Lynch is screaming at. So the time went off. The Chiefs took their time, punted, and they got the ball back with under a minute left. Under a minute. So then there's 59 seconds. They run a play for three yards. They let the whole playcock basically come off. To 14 seconds, right? Uh, to 26. They run the ball with Mostert at 26 seconds. And then the Chiefs use a timeout. Yeah. So then the Niners have a third and weird, weird, weird sequence there. So It's so weird. So then the Niners have a third and five. They're like, well, we better pick this up. And they do. Jeff Wilson Jr., welcome back Not to bad. the party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Goes for 20 yards. And yeah. the Niners call a timeout with 14 seconds. And then the Kittle play happens. And they got the ball at the Kansas City 13-yard line. Did you like that call? With the play call or the no, penalty? No, the, oh. the extension well, of the Well, I arm. did think live. I'm like, oh, did, you, did he have to do it? I mean... No, I don't like the call, but I get like I get it. You can, you can't extend your arm so straight, it. even yeah. if it's ticky tack. I I I can't really argue with it. Um, ticky tack though. I you know yeah, I, I, I agree. Let, with let the kids let the kid let the kids play. But guy. but now let's look at the big picture. Did Kyle Shanahan do that because he just didn't trust Jimmy? Well, Jimmy had been really shaky at that point in time. Really, really shaky. Like it had not been good. I, I think that by far is his red flag moment because I don't think you can, when you're playing the Chiefs, and at the time it's 10-10. So you, at any moment you go, well, Mahomes can rattle off three straight drives. And they're going to get the ball the first half. to start the second half. The Niners. But I, I think that he kind of pushed out there, guy. And he's done it a couple times throughout the season when Jimmy's shaky. When Jimmy's on, he's not scared. When Jimmy gets it shaky, it makes him as a play caller get a little uneasy and that cost him there I, I don't think you can think like that I, you have I, to keep the yeah. foot to the pedal and like you said because the Niners all season long have shown with Kittle with Mozart with Emmanuel Sanders with Debo at any moment they can bust a 20-30 yard play just like the Chiefs because you would say if, the, if it was flipped Andy would have called timeout 100% right 
to get the ball back with like 130. You would want Mahomes to have time. Whether he's playing well or not, you would always call timeout to give your guy a chance. With and Jimmy, sorry. I understand the logic of like, well, because <laughs> I was thinking it too. Yeah. But but then, because again, hindsight's twenty twenty. Once they bust the big play, you're kicking yourself. Because didn't at the fourteen second mark, didn't Mozart have a big play to get him like twenty yards or something? And then they hit the Kittle play. They got a big run. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, they. Yeah, there was well, a there was a play, or in Je- there. Uh, Jeff Wilson. I think you're right. Jeff well, the Wilson, Wilson play. Then there was a Mostert play. I think after the, I think so there was I, still I, a Mostert play between the two plays. I skipped over a play, but I I give Fox credit for having that video of John Lynch because that's we're all thinking it. Like call timeout. What I, I'm not a huge believer guy of if you're getting the ball back going into the halftime with timeouts. Like what's you don't they don't carry over. Yeah. You don't get six coming out of halftime. Yeah. Right. Oh, and by the way, just to correct myself, there was not a play between those two things. I, I, I wonder if Kansas City was going to have the ball to start the second half if he would have played it differently. Because should think, that matter? But well, that, that's I think where so, I think because, the analytic guys being aggressive would say you, you got to keep your foot on the pedal. Right. You could argue score here, score again. Yeah. Right. Because, guy, the, the Chiefs were, for the most part, that what would you what would you give their grade of a game tonight? Just a B minus, like just with Mahomes, like not great. I do give they the score. Def- I do give their defense credit. Well, though. yeah. So I mean, it's probably a B, right? But it would be a B because they were shaky for a long period. They scored thirty-one points, did guys. You th- still, they still scored thirty-one points. So did you think at halftime the under was safe? I did not at ten ten because somebody, our buddy Hawk yeah. was over and, I, and he's like, "Oh man, kicking myself for the over, or whatever." And I'm like, "I don't know, man. I there's still a chance this thing gets yeah, over." I, 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 I always, I, I didn't feel it was unattainable probably to the fourth quarter and it still came pretty close i mean 51 points but that's my point guy they did not play well the chiefs and they still scored 31 points i get the last runs kind of whatever but it just shows you at any moment they can have three drives 21 unanswered and that could have happened in the third quarter i i think when you're playing them who said it bill o'brien when he when they went for the fake punt and he was like we got to score touchdowns just because these guys can score at will i think you always have to have that mindset it's like playing Steph Curry and, and Clay when those guys are on. You, you got to keep the foot to the pedal. I have no issue at the end because he's kind of. I saw his quote right before we got on. Kyle tweeted like, uh, "We didn't need to bleed the clock. We needed first downs." I agree. You keep your foot. You got to get first downs. You got to keep. You just got to fucking make plays. And I trust Kyle whether it's a run or a pass to dial up the right play to move the chains. Sometimes it just doesn't work. My, the red flag on that issue at the beginning of the half or at the end of the half was he just kind of waved the white flag. And, and then, and it, it happens, it's not just, it just this happened to be the Super Bowl. You see it all year long, right? College and pro, where you're like, oh, they're just kind of punting it. Then all of a sudden they run a draw and they get 40 yards and you're like, oh, fuck, I wish we would have used the timeout. Well, no shit. Why don't, it, I get it maybe if you have one timeout, you just kind of feel your way through, but you got all three, that's a lot. Right, yeah. That's that. That to me is the one where I think at the end when Kyle talks about maybe this off season when uh, he comes on our podcast and he goes, you know what, I, I should have been more aggressive there with my timeouts. That not the the end. We didn't execute. Sometimes that that's my issue with the hot take Twitter culture right now. Just everything's like he fuck he screwed the pooch. He screwed up. He screwed up. Why? Because he didn't run a run, but he threw a pass. But then if the pass had worked, you would call him a genius. And if he called the run and it got stuffed, you would call him an idiot. It's like, I, I, I'm not doing that with these, because 
I've seen him call plays all season long. A- Andy's been on the other end of that countless times. Right. And sometimes it works. And tonight, think about this. He was like, God, Andy's going to lose this game by double digits. I, I kind of was starting to feel bad. I'm like, yeah, you know, his quarterback was off. And then all of a sudden, he hits the Tyreek Hill play, which <laughs> would, you, would you say that was the game changer, 3rd yeah, 15? Yeah. They never look back after that. Even they Kyle a mentioned plays it later. in his postgame interview with Aaron Andrews. Well, then it's like, oh, Andy's a genius. Well, he's been... And he's been running that play for 20 years. Hell, he's been running that with uh, Lavelle Edwards in the 80s when he was an offensive lineman. You know, it's like sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. I, I, I don't view this game guy. And again, people are like, second choke job. Well, he wasn't the head coach. Like, we, we are, we're, we're putting that game. And I know so, he played a huge role in it, but he doesn't he feel like he takes the burden on that more than Dan Quinn? Yeah, but you know what? I think it's because... I'm not trying to be Kyle defender. No, no, here, no. I, I think it's fine. Look, I, I, I got no problem defending him on that. Um, but I don't really think there's much to defend. Like, he was up twenty-eight to three, lost the game. Uh, I watch him. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. So whatever. Like, I don't think he's afraid of it. I, I look at him and I think that he's stronger for it. I think he's better for it. So just based on the way, like watching him talk about it today. I saw him talk. He talked about it with Berman in an interview they recorded at Levi Stadium, and I I just think he handles that thing really well. Like I think what bothers him far more is like people asking him about his dad, and like did you get here because of your dad? I don't think the twenty three thing bothers him. It doesn't bother me about him. But you're right. Like, does this go now? Is this is clearly another chapter? He's coaching two Super Bowls. His teams have lost in two Super Bowls. Um, when when his offense when he's had the lead with the ball well, yeah when he's had the lead I don't think uh, you could say if you want to go glass half full guy improvement 28-3 20 to 10 this one did not feel like that one to me I remember that one no. this one did not feel like that one this so, game was much more sloppier like yeah, neither it, team was really on well it's that game his team was the Falcons game his team was dominating well I, I think the hard part about this one is the Niners' defense for the majority of the game were kind of kicking Mahomes' ass. They were, they were, the defensive front was, I mean, block they was. They were everywhere. Bosa was all over the place. Armstead was around. There were lot, like every little quick screen, guys were everywhere to make plays. You notice that? There were, there were a couple runs at different points when it felt like the Niners, are they about to break Mahomes? And he had a couple, like, not Mike Vick, but not slow white guy runs. And I, he's not a slow white guy. Hell, he's is he half, but I just think that he had a couple runs where it was like, oh, they're gonna sack him, and he kind of broke the tackle, and then he busted the one run, you know, the one I'm talking about, and there was another run where Eric Armstead kind of breaks contain, you know, trying to be a hero, you know, it's again like he's been a hero all season, but this is where Belichick talks about do your job when you have outside contain and you go rushing inside, and Mahomes goes around you and gets that first down, you know, the one where he dove for. Yeah, kind of. I think yeah. it was in the fourth quarter, and it looked like God did he step out and he got it. It was kind of like his poor, poor man's version of like an Elway type play. Yep. It was pretty sweet, and it was just like guys, this is it's the little details. I, I'm telling you, something like that because people keep going, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. The guy they couldn't get a stop. Their, their defense has been great all season. They gave up 21 unanswered points to end the game. It's not 31 unanswered in the Falcons game. The difference though is that Falcons team was known for their offense. This team was known for a defense, a dominant defense. Let's even throw the last touchdown out. It was kind of garbage time because it felt like they were basically, it was going to be really hard. The Niners were basically done once they turned it over on downs Mm -hmm. and the Chiefs got it back, even when they got three timeouts. But the 14 unanswered points 
basically in a seven-minute span. It was actually less because they the Chiefs started their drive at 8.59, and by 2.39, they had scored 14 points. So that's about six minutes they had scored 14 touchdowns or 14 points to go from down 10 to up four when you'd go, well, listen, if you're up 10 and they got to drive two drives the length of the field both times, the Niners will take that, right? I mean, it's, it's hard. They're the greatest offense in the league when they're on, but you go, the Niners are fucking built for this. They have elite defensive linemen. They have awesome linebackers. They have a secondary that just plays well together and really played pretty well tonight. Now, there were a couple gaffes on Richard got smoked on the one, and you got to be, I mean, Sammy can play. I know, what, did you see Sammy say he might retire? It's what? Like, yeah, Sammy. Well, he said, like, I might take the year off. How old is Sammy? Well, like 26, 27. Has he, just, well, has he made a lot you know, of money? The, well, you know, the elephant in the room is he's either taking a pay cut or he's getting cut. So there's just, there's only two options. There's no, Sammy Watkins is not on the Chiefs next year for 16. Now they'll take him for seven. Yeah. But Cap year. Okay. I, I think it's, it's one of those, like, I, and he likes, they like him, he likes them. But my point is that two drives, the length of the field, even if you go, okay, three and, three and outs happen. Three and outs have happened to the Patriots before in big spots. Can you get stops? And the Niners all season long guy have gotten stops. And they, they not only didn't get stops, on the, on the second drive that won the game, right, when they were up, down 20-17, to 17, he goes 5-5 five of five for 60 yards and just made just fantastic plays. 5-5 five of five for 60 yards. So, you, you know, in, in, a, in a league historically where great defense beats great offense, that's just, we all say it, it's not cliche or it's just real. This is kind of a moment where just a great offensive player beat a great defense. He just beat them. Now, I, I texted a buddy. I was like, God, they, they look gassed. And, you know, is there something in a game of this magnitude where you're, just, you're in great shape, but you're even a little more winded than you think just because of the energy you're given in the second quarter, third quarter is more than even you're thinking you're using. They, they look tired. And, and it's part of it just the Chiefs just run a lot and they're so goddamn fast, it's got to be tiring to play them. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes had 42 drop. I mean, he had 42 passes, not dropbacks. That's a lot well, of passes. How many, how many completions does he have? 26. Do you think that he deserved the MVP? Uh, I probably, you know, I mean. I thought, Wasn't a clear winner. I would have thought about Williams, but at the end of the day, he's the guy that makes him go, so. No one's complaining about it. You could have just given it to Andy Reid. I mean. How about Steve Spagnola, guy? Two Super Bowls, two fucking big wins. I know. You can say what you want about him. His career's had some weird low moments. He's had some pretty high highs. Well, one other thing on the Niners in terms of just decision-making. Um, so, and we'll get to the Emmanuel Sanders play, but it was the, the fourth and 10 was the game, and they've converted big fourth and 17s over the course of this year. So they're certainly capable of it. Um, but the fourth and 17, uh, sorry, fourth down and 10, 125 left. The play clock's winding down, and you could argue there should have been a delay. Jimmy gets sacked, doesn't even get the throw off. Well, it, it was a delay of game. They just didn't call it. They right? didn't call the delay. And, you know, I think I definitely think you could argue you got three timeouts there. I know you're thinking, well, if we don't get this, because a fourth and ten, odds probably aren't great. We're going to need all three of those to try and get the ball back from Kansas City with some semblance of time left. So I get it. But I think it's pretty easy to make the case. This is the game right here. 
use a timeout with the clock winding down and just make sure you get a clean snap and make sure you don't have this frenetic start. Now they'd been have you noticed too in the fourth quarter, John, there was a, the Niners were taking time on every play. Like they were I kind of felt like they were playing four corners offense in basketball. Like uh, it's the right thing to do, but God, it kind of feels like you're just trying to just yank this game to the finish line. So you're saying it's hard to kind of flip the switch when they had to get urgent again? I'm not saying it's hard kinda... to I, – I, you know, that's an interesting thought. I wasn't making that point. I just – it's the right thing to do. It just always kind of freaks me out when you do it because I just worry, are you, are, you, are you starting to get conservative a little bit? Now, I'm, I don't think the play call is necessarily – I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I think no, a I timeout I, I before that delay probably would have been the move. You mentioned this to me before we hit record, and my first response was, yeah, I didn't, I didn't necessarily see that like or think of that. After hearing you talk, I think one million percent you got to call the time out there because clearly they're just – he's rushed. It's just – you when you're that close, something's not right, right? You've come to the line late. He may have seen something he didn't like. I'd have to go back and rewatch the play, but anytime that it's that late to the play clock, something has gone wrong because you should be – in full control with probably yeah, at least snap under, the ball with two five sec- seconds. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean under the center of five seconds, even if you're going to let it go to but one, it was, it was clear. They were rushed. It wasn't like it we're in yeah, place. I, we're just I, waiting. You've convinced me that that's, I, I think you have to call time out there because you have to look at it like the game. Now he would probably counter. Well, if we call time out, then don't get it. The game's over. Cause they can kneel it. Right. Cause there was what? One twenty three. So we go timeout, timeout. If we run stuff, run stuff. I guess you could still get it back with a little time left. But, but I, still, I just, I, I just I, look at it like, I, 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 and what yeah, happened, yeah. and this always happens because once you're down in that situation and they've got the ball, are, you're just. Are you allowed to hit him in the face once the ball's tipped? Is that the rule not count? Are you allowed to hit who he, in the face? You know how Jim, the ball got tipped? Yeah. Or the play was down and Jimmy got fucking slapped in the face? There would typically be a. Oh, you know, hands to the face and the quarterback. Yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't think uh, I don't. That doesn't stop the play. I like don't, he's not, not just like free to hit guys in the face. It's a good question. I mean, was the person? It wasn't somebody going for the ball, right? They were just going for Jimmy, and yeah. they ended up hitting him in the face after the ball was gone. Yeah, uh, you know what's funny? I think I remember that. If that's the play I'm thinking of, if I'm remembering correctly, and I remember thinking like they, they don't, you don't deserve another down for that. I did remember thinking that at one point in time, but. Yeah, I, I thought the I thought the officials were had their moments on both sides. That's why I don't feel it one sided. Like I think they were just bad on uh, different moments and just fine on different moments. It, but it was like a because there was the one play I I disagreed a little with Kyle where when they went three and out to they eventually punted it back to Mahomes for the go ahead drive. You know when Kyle went ape shit and it looked like he wanted to fight the zebras and Jimmy got shoved. I thought he was still in bounds when he got shoved. Do you know the play I'm talking yes, about? Yes, because you saw Kyle going nuts on that play. It looked like he was going to swing at the referee. But I think he was mad about what, to me, looked like a clear offsides. Okay, that's because there was a clear offsides on the play. So he had That was the same there. play. Yeah. I think he was mad about the so offsides. You're right. That that makes sense. Because did you think he was still in bounds when he got shoved? Yes. It didn't look like he was already like in, in no, the no, white. No, I thought it You're was. You're right. I thought he was. You're right. He was. He, he was. He was. Off, he was offsides, and that's. Yeah, it was just that's a bad call. I don't know now how I, you I have to go that. back and. But wasn't it third and that, that wouldn't have been an automatic first down, but. In their two must-have drives, where you just at least got to get one first down, they went three and out, three and out, 
and it led to Mahomes 14 or Mahomes touchdown, Mahomes touchdown. And that was just, I mean, it's a historic, it's weird. I'm talking about this as a game and we talked about this a little bit, open up the pot. I still like that was the Super Bowl. Like that's, that's a historic moment in NFL history. But I, guys. John, I think historic, Super Bowls feel like that a lot. They just happen and then they kind of age. Well, it's because like a fine wine. yes, because every you other just scored 14 points with seven minutes to go to win the Super Bowl. I know. I think when you have a playoff that's single games, it's you know a series. You have time in between to digest everything. The Super Bowl. That's the beauty of it. Is you just it's the same length as all the other games that get played. You know, it's exactly the same. All the games you nap through on a Sunday. It's the same exact game. It just happens to be worth more. Yeah, the bad Thursday night games, yeah, the good Monday night they're games. They're all the same the, games. There's no series. <laughs> there's no extra pitchers. There's no just same yeah, game. There's no new rules. It's just the same yeah. rules. Same pl- you just calling plays. No home court. Running passes. Yeah. <laughs> no, so you're right. it's just, I think, because I, I just recognize tonight, I'm like, God, I think I feel like this every Super Bowl. I'm just like, God, there's a lot to pack in here, but it's just a game. I think it's probably hard for the players to think of it that way. I did, I did think early tonight both teams were kind of freaky, right? Mahomes had that swing pass on second down, and then Richie James muffs the punt. I'm like, both these teams are freaked right now. You know, if I'm going to give, Richie James was awful. I thought Richie James looked like the game was a lot for going on for Richie James. There was a moment where you thought, I don't know if I'd keep putting Richie. If you told me that Kyle Shanahan had put check back to return a kickoff, I would have been, I understand. I've been conditioned, I think we all probably have, to just kind of ignore kickoffs. Because there's always just touchbacks. Guy, yeah, he could he couldn't get it to the twenty. So I found tonight, like I ignored most of the. Ki- I'd look up and I looked up four times. Like, why are the Niners on the twelve yard line? Guy, uh, Richie James runs a four three. He couldn't get it past the ten. Why the, I mean, he the Chiefs just scored. Why are the Niners on the fifteen? Richie James had Richie James had a horrendous game. Horrendous. The muff punt after the Mahomes fastball that missed Damian Williams by about ten feet. Fucking hit Andy in the shins. <laughs> I mean, that was like, whoa. You know, right away I thought, well, listen, early jitters. And then he muffs the punt. It was just the, the game was a roller coaster ride early for these guys. There was a there was a lot happening. Like, you know what? There are teams that, but there are guys with the Niners that I go, you know what Kyle Uzcheck is? Championship player. You agree with that? Like that's just a championship player. You know, yep, I do agree with that. You know who else I think that about is Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel championship player. Even Kittle. But there were some plays, and this just shows you they're good. We're like Frank Clark through Kittle. This is they do for a Chiefs defense that was flawed. You realize like Chris Jones and Frank Clark ain't messing around. Like they're not just there to like they were just here to make some plays. They're there to dominate. Because there was the play where on the Jimmy pick, like did Jimmy choke tonight? Because that's kind of a question. If I, we'll get to, Jimmy. I think we both agree. We'll get yeah. okay. Because there was a play where Chris Jones on the Jimmy pick. Went by 68, like, guy, he was, you know the dummies that assistant offensive line coaches hold that are weighted down, and then they kind of can sway both ways? It was like 68 was a dummy, and Chris Jones just went right by him. It's like, oh, my God, you got no chance. Now, in fairness, I was when I went to the Chiefs Hotel on Wednesday, I stayed after hanging out with a buddy on the staff, and he's like, the reality is our offensive line, our tackles are good, their tackles are good. Both our guards and centers are just, you just never know on any given play. And that's for the most part, unless you have Rodney Hudson on your team, a guard and center on even really good NFL teams on a given play against the elite DeForest, Chris Jones, can look like a dummy. And he looked like a dummy. And then it led Jimmy to make a dummy decision. 
though the reason the decision got made was because Chris Jones, who I, I think had one of the more underrated Super Bowl performances in recent minutes. Like, I don't even know what his box score will show. I felt 95 a lot. Just his arms being up, defecting passes, Jimmy having to work around him. He was everywhere. We'll need to he check was, his PFF, John, because he had one tackle. Did you feel like, did you yeah, notice 95 definitely. doing some shit? Like, even more than Frank Clark. And Frank Clark was pretty good. Like, Bosa, I thought all those guys were just really good. Like, Bosa was everywhere. Buckner was everywhere. Like, those, both defensive lines you felt. And, I don't know. I mean, just back to the choking conversation. I, I just, sometimes you just lose. Now, it's hard. I get it. It's a Super Bowl. You're up 20 to 10. It's a hard loss. I, I'm not disputing. It's a devastating loss. Now, I think we have a lot more time. I, I wrote down a couple topics. Like, ah, we don't want to blow our load on this. Like, is this the type of loss? It doesn't quite feel that cripples moving forward, that you're like pointing. Because I don't feel that, right? Remember when the Seattle loss happened? And there was the story that I think came out Monday morning. An unnamed player had to be restrained from attacking Pete. Remember? Or screaming. It turns out it was Bruce Irvin. And they were just never the same. Mm-hmm. Like there was an elephant in that room that was like, yeah, there's no coming back from that. Turns out the Falcons, they were kind of just not the same. Now they lost Kyle. And the Falcons won was different because remember the next year they made the playoffs and they went to LA and won a game. I would lean. Now we'll have to let this. There may be some quotes coming out over the next forty eight hours. Next time you and I record a podcast by Wednesday, I would be. I don't think that this is one of those that just derails the franchise. Right? I think this is one of those where you can kind of put on the wall and build to. Even though it was a devastating loss, I'm not. I'm not circumventing that it was yeah, not a look, really I, shitty loss. I think I can identify the difference of what you're talking about, which is when you've been building to, like, this is our year for five years, right? Like the, like the Chiefs kind of coming into this year, there was a lot on the line. Versus, oh, wow, here's it. We got a shot in the yeah. midst of what you think is the beginning of something special. Now, whether or not you ever get back is something else entirely, but I think that is kind of the two different ways to process it. A couple questions for you. How many yards per carry do you think the Niners average today? Or today, well, I, I, say know, today Super Bowl. I know, I know, I know it was big because someone tweeted at me and said we should have run the ball. We were averaging seven eight. Yeah, seven yards. Um, is that what the is that what the final total was? Seven. It was like six nine five if you take out Garoppolo. Um, yeah, but it does it doesn't feel like that in a big spot that you can just. I, I do think he would have been criticized if they just stopped the run, I agree. stopped the, run, I stopped the one, the, you and you go three and out. That number surprised me a little bit because I thought the Chiefs did an okay job, but that number is that is it number. A little, is, a, is it a little skewed, though, with a couple big runs? A couple, yeah, like but 20. Mostert had a – well, one of them's Debo had a 32-yard run, right? That's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, And then and what Mostert have? A 20-yard? He had three for 32, so let's take him out. Let's just say Coleman – Coleman um, – Coleman, uh, so that's 17 – Sorry, fifty-eight plus twenty-eight. Not 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 Harvard grads on the show. It's five yards a carry if it's Mostert and Coleman. That's that's pretty good. Still good. Yeah. I mean, that's that would lead the NFL or right near the top. Um, Kittle, four for thirty-six, seven targets. He was open on the one that Jimmy missed him. Well, Jimmy didn't throw to him. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy. Excuse me, missed him on the third down. Miss seeing him. Yeah. I, I I think there was a there was a point Kawakami tweeted Debo had two catches for forty yards three carries for sixty yards and I just re- remember talking to an offensive coach before the playoffs started and he's like the key to my offense is touches it's not runs it's not passes it's get your guys touches 
Kittle, that's not enough touches for Kittle. No. To me, I, I think Kittle in the biggest game, now I, you have to look at the L22. Maybe they were doing some brackets. And they were clearly bracketing, like, Kelsey. I mean, they were trying Yeah, Kelsey was 6 for 43. But it didn't it feel like they were getting to him in big spots? Like it, it did. Kelsey had a couple of big, big catches. And it just felt like Kittle, I, I would feel good guy. If he's going to throw 42 pass attempts, Kittle's got to have double-digit targets, does he not? Well, but Jimmy had 31 pass attempts. But Oh, excuse me. You're right. I'm thinking Mahomes. Okay, 31. So how many targets he have? Seven? Yeah, he had. So it's, yeah. he had 35% of them. Yeah, so it's tough. I, I, I just, again, in the, in the heat of the moment, it felt like you got, where's Kittle? Well, where's 85? Where's 85? But they did hit him on the one. It got came I, I never watched so, the game and thought, well, play calling's the issue here. Neither did I. How different would the line look, though, guy, if they had, if they had not called a penalty on that? Kittle would have, what, five for 70? And we'd feel a lot different, right? Well, yeah, and they maybe they yeah, a lot of things are different there. So that that was a huge no call overturn, whatever, however you want to quantify. It. If you want to say the ref screwed him, I'll understand it. The letter of the law, I would say the NFL is pretty consistent. You extend the arm straight, it gets called. Did whether you, you really shove him, Cow, Coward had a tweet like when you show it in slow mo, you can't really tell. Like Kittle's six four two forty, like he's a big, that's a powerful guy, so it doesn't look that hard. That's he moved Sorensen, who's also 6'2", 225. You know, the, the, the tough part about that play is I don't, I don't know if he needed to do it, right? No, he didn't. It's, he not, had, a, he a guy, it's not Honey Badger who's going to be able to make a play on the ball. He wasn't even looking. He had him beat. So I think it's just kind of a natural motion because you're kind of yeah. hand fighting. I, That's where I, I do think you could say, well, guys, you know, they're both kind of grabbing. I agree with let, you. Let them play. I agree with you, but I just... I, Fundamentally, I just get it. I can't get mad at it. I would have. I would not have thought the Chiefs deserved it if it hadn't been called. And you could argue, but. why didn't they take more shots with Kittle down the field and they get him in one-on-one situations? But remember, like Kittle's told us before, you and I have listened to Kyle for so long talk about this shit. They get in certain situations. They have specific plays dialed up. Like they got the who do they want Kittle on? Not Honey Badger. They want him on Sorensen. <laughs> The, the overachiever from BYU that's bald. They want that matchup. Just like at the end of the game when they ran it to Emmanuel, they have specific deep balls dialed up. Unlike Andy that just dials up deep balls consistently. Like his offense is just deep plays. The Niners aren't a deep play offense. They just have deep plays dialed in through schemes. Would you agree with that? Yes. Like they, that, that was a specific play I would imagine they've worked on through the week. Same with Emmanuel. Where the Chiefs... Like the play they hit with Hill is just, yeah, John. They run that every series. <laughs> you know, that's just, that's just their place. That's just like their base. That's their base offense. Like, what, what was Hill doing? I don't know. He just runs around till he finds some open grass and fucking Mahomes chucks it. That's that's the problem. And this is what we talked about all season long, or I mean, all week long, leading up to this game. That it's just Mahomes is gonna. They just keep taking shots. They're just relentless, and it's hard to hold them down. And the Niners did as good of a job as you'll see. Definitely in the two playoff games that they held him down for the majority of the game, guy. Jimmy Ward hit him so goddamn hard. I, I cringed, and then it turns out Jimmy struggled to get up. Yeah, Which obviously on the he came back. It's hard to game. tell where he got where the contact. That it was just it was a violent game. He kept getting hit, but he is. I that's why I I, I end this game thinking just Mahomes kind of beat him more than they choked it away. Now they did kind of blow it 
Like, it, they played a part into it, but they just they kind of got beat by a great player. Uh, this will be like, you know, this will be something we just gets addressed as the year goes along. Stephen A. Smith tweeted, I'm sorry, Kyle Shanahan has been outscored 52 to nothing since the third quarter of the Super Bowl in 2016. <laughs> Guy again, he wasn't the head coach. He was not playing defense. All right. This this to me, I like I I'll tell you a guy who's not getting criticized at all, or just the like are, are we not gonna criticize Salah in the defense? Like they were the ones that gave up all the points. Again, this is what when you're just Kyle, and this is the n- nature of being a head coach, right? And being as famous of a head coach as he's kind of become, you're kind of like the quarterback. You take all the bullets. Because no one's like, oh, Robert Sala screwed up. No one even cares. No one's even thinking that. It's just Kyle, 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 Kyle. The defense could not get a stop when they had to. In, in multiple drives. All, the whole field guy. Not, you know, Jimmy turned it over. At the, they got the ball at their own 30. They only had to go 30 yards for their second touchdown that ultimately won the game. They went the full field twice against the best defense all season long. That happened twice. Yeah. And the Chiefs were off at the time. It's not, you you know, they were in the shootout. It was just they ran out of gas. No, they, they've been kicking their ass. They had 10 points. Then all of a sudden, six minutes later, you look up, they're up 24 to 20. That was pretty wild. But you could kind of, once they scored the to make it 2017, you could kind of come to grips with like, oh, this feels a little different now. It's like Steph just hits a couple threes. You're like, oh, the floodgates are opening. And I thought all game long, back with what you said, you had a great point. Not one time. That I think during the game, like, Kyle's just not uh, doesn't know what he's doing. Not locked in. Well, I also thought, even when the Chiefs weren't scoring points, I'm like, God, Andy's doing some kind of weird shit here. This is kind of cool. Some of these option plays. You did, I thought Andy was calling a good game. You did wonder who would have the first quarterback, like, the pass to a quarterback. The Niners tried to early in the game with Debo. Is that a mandatory thing in the Super Bowl? Yeah. You got to throw the ball to the quarterback? <laughs> I mean, it is. <laughs> it is. Debo actually, that play was sweet. Debo was like, "Screw this!" Yeah, kind of worked down. his way through. Um, all right, before we get on to uh, Jimmy John, let's also tell Jimmy John. Let's tell the people this podcast also brought to you by Sleep Number. Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. I'm sure you're glad to be back home oh. from Miami, back in your Sleep Number bed. Nine out of ten couples. Maybe the middle cough house tonight. Prefer sleeping on different mattress firmness from feather soft to firm. You can adjust each side to your sleep number settings. So it's just right for both of you. What number do you think the other side of the bed will be uh, Sunday night? I'm just looking at Andy Reid coming up behind Lewis. Uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with like a 70, 80 maybe, or maybe a 10. Just depends what the side I want to go on. I, I'm always oh, going okay. soft guy. That's why sleepnumber.com slash am. I'll probably go super soft tonight. Need a nice, soft sleep. Love sleep number. The beds allow you to adjust on each side, like you said. That, that's the key. So when you do, it's, it's hard to find two people that want the same style of bed. Especially, as you know, once you get into a situation where she's sleeping over every night, meaning you're, you're married, you know, or, you know, or in a serious relationship, and you're maybe getting engaged or whatever. You want to get a bed that fits both of you, and that's where Sleep Number comes in because you can adjust the size. It's an incredible guy. Discover proven quality sleep and save 50% on the 360 limited edition smart bed now during the 
the ultimate Sleep Number event, only at Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com slash ham. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Individual fit technology, only at Sleep Number stores. Uh, you can go to the Sleep Number store, explore the science behind the bed, discover the comfort. You can visually see your body's pressure points react to the Sleep Number 360 bed. And with Sleep IQ technology inside the bed, it tracks how you're sleeping, gives you personalized insights for your best sleep. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Let's talk quarterbacks. What do you got? Jimmy and Mahomes. I mean, we talked about Mahomes a lot. We'll continue to. But let's talk about Jimmy. I mean, we talked about this for the two weeks leading up. Um, obviously, we, I think we were both pretty high on him coming into the year. Understood why you give him the contract. A little spooked early in the season, the first few weeks. Felt better and better and better. By the end of the year, I loved him. Uh, but as we discussed, the way he plays in this game is going to be a big part of the conversation that's had about him. And... I think there's going to be a lot of conversation had about Jimmy Garoppolo after his performance in the Super Bowl. Um, and not just his performance, but also, you know, kind of the conversation we had earlier about the end of the first half. Was it because of the way he was playing, that interception he threw, that they didn't maybe feel as comfortable going down the field? I don't know, but uh, it, I, think it, I, I, I think you can uh, basically say close to concrete that that's what it felt like at the time that Kyle was not fully confident in Jimmy Garoppolo yeah because 99% of people besides maybe the Garoppolo family and like Belichick believed that Jimmy was going to flip the switch I did not feel good guy it just he he was off you could argue he was off the whole playoffs he didn't have to do anything against the Packers the Minnesota game that first half he was not good this game, the numbers actually don't look as bad as what I feel like I witnessed. Like, you're like 20, 20 or 31. If you would have said, don't look at the box score, John, what was he? I would have been like 17 of 38, a <laughs> couple picks. I guess, did he, who's he a touchdown to? Uh, use check. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that was nice little play by Jimmy. Better play by use check, right? Do you agree there? I mean, not a bad pass. Yeah. You know, just, just an just, NFL just pass. Just a good NFL touchdown. But use check was but impressive. Really good play by use check. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just thought Jimmy, for the most part, if I had to give a letter grade, it, it would I'd probably go above C minus because C minus is pretty bad. He was better than that. He had some moments where he was like B, but he would be in the C range. Maybe not like a seventy three percent C, like a seventy seven percent C, maybe a C plus. But he had some the, the pick that that pick guy. And when we say the pick from here moving forward, we're talking about the first one. We're talking about the first one, the one that mattered. Once you get once you get uh, pressured like that, once Chris Jones beats the guy like a blocking dummy, you just throw the ball out of bounds. That 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 to me was a Kirk Cousins like pick. You know, uh, not just the worst type pick you can think of, like a Jameis. Like, what are you doing? That that's inexcusable in that moment. Given that throwing it up to who? Just throw the ball away. Hell, I, you could just take the sack. I, you, you cannot turn the ball over. I, I would say a turnover against the Chiefs, like they don't have the margin for error for a turnover in that situation. Because it, it was three points. That's three points thought, yeah. turned out to be pretty big. Now, it did turn out that Mahomes threw two, and so you kind of got your margin back. But you could you had the opportunity to make up for it, but he did. He if we're talking about him, he did not really. Like his three playoff games, John – were 37 total completions in three playoff games, two touchdowns and three picks. Not great. 37 completions in three games. Well, I, I think 
I, I don't even care about those first two games because they kicked the shit out of those two teams, and he just didn't matter. So even if I want to say, well, the pick against Eric Hendricks was really bad, it was. It had no impact. They, they won the game by 17 points, and it was. It felt easier being there. This game, they needed him to be better. Like to me, this is the game where if he's just on, they're going to score more points and they're going to be in complete control. So instead of it being 20 to 10, like if he had been good, didn't it feel like the chances they were getting, it could have easily been if he was, if he just had a God, Jimmy Garoppolo is really good today. All of a sudden you would have looked up at one point in time. And the score would have been 28 to 10 because they really had opportunities to like wipe out the chiefs. The chiefs were there to be wiped out. Mahomes was trying to just get, they were going to get their ass kicked. And the Niners couldn't separate. Like 10 points, that's where we're going back to like a 10-point lead against the Chiefs is not a 10-point lead against normal teams, even in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter. And Jimmy just was shaky. He was just bad. He just wasn't, he wasn't a confident player. Now, I think there's bigger picture stuff, and we got, hell, a lot of time to talk about this. XFL starts this week. There's games this week? This weekend, yeah. You're right. You're, you're right. There are, I mean, there were tweets coming out pretty quickly after the game. Like, for what it's worth, they can get out of this for $3 million in dead cap and uh, remove $24 million. Like, I, I don't, I don't think, like, I'm not even, I'm not going there right now, but then you kind of take a step back. This is one of those moments where, and you and I kind of talked about this before the pod, it's just one of those games where even if Kyle believes in the guy, or what, this was the Super Bowl guy, and just always in the back of your mind, you just wonder, can this guy do it? The head coach. I think there was that moment with the 49ers with Harbaugh against his brother. That it just the Jed never shook. Like, was Harbaugh the guy? In this, I think Jed truly believes in Kyle. He'd be nuts not to. That front office in Prague and, and the York family, they they love this guy. Rap sheet tweeted this morning they might get extensions. Which I just let's just see him go back to the playoffs back to back years. I would wait. Would you agree with that? Not that what, I. What do you think of not, uh, what do you think of the Super Bowl winding down? Kyle Shanahan making calls on the sideline and John Lynch standing four four paces behind him with Adam Peters. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's it's bizarre. That's what's weird about the Super Bowl is like Veach is right there hugging Andy when the game's still going on. I I, I do though think that they're. And, and like you said, if you're having those thoughts now, you've had those thoughts before. Like, they've been in your mind, and I do. Like, it's like you finally signed your divorce papers. You had been thinking about divorcing her probably a year before you ever brought it up, right? Well, and we'll I, I'm not yeah. saying that Kyle, like, they're, they're, they have a good – he's on a team-friendly deal. They know they can win a lot of games with them. I, I think we do forget he won them games down the stretch in the regular season, which allowed them to be the number one seed. But I can't see, even once, like, Kyle has a couple beers tonight, they take some deep breaths, they go to the hotel, they eat dinner, they go to sleep, they come back, they sleep it off. Even next week, it's just going to go, not, I, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback next year, 99%. I, I'll never say 100%, like, he's not at that quite level yet. Like, I'm not putting him in, like, Mahomes or whatever, where it's like, Russell Wilson, he's the court. You just never know. There would be some scenarios that I could believe. So maybe I'd even go, like, 95%. But I, I do think that there are just there's going to be this elephant in the room with just Kyle and Jimmy because they were given Jimmy right. It's not like they traded for, they they didn't want him and they got him and it worked. But best, it's not a true like no best gift trade since Pal Gasol to the Lakers. I would one hundred percent agree. It's like Veach and Andy are. I mean, 
Mahomes is more than their guy. Like he's their, he's their spirit animal now in life. <laughs> like he changed their lives and they changed his life. I mean, it's, it's a win-win, but they, yeah, they, they get he credit tr- because they identify like the stuff that Andy, you like, you've been saying that you taught, you had Veach on the three and out podcast, Brett Veach, the GM of the chiefs. It was funny. Cause Andy was doing the interview with um, Jimmy Johnson. He's like, now he's like, Brett Veach kept telling me. And he's like, now he's, he's our GM. He had to like clarify. <laughs> He's like, I'm yeah, just the best player I've ever seen. I've watched every snap, and you told me he's we went to three games live. But but yeah, anyway, that that was not next. But but he, but but, he, but even like uh, like let's use the Bears for example. Like they're probably in way too deep with Mitch. But you do understand why Ryan Pace is going to go down in the shit. I don't necessarily, but I do get it. Mm, he spent all this I time. Know. He I I know, but my point is that's his. He drafted the guy, and I just wonder. They didn't draft him. They liked him. It just is next year a make or break year? Are we already at that point? Or am I overreacting to one Super Bowl? Uh, I mean, it's well. It's look, Super Bowl. I would put it this way. I think That's the goal. I think the conversation about Jimmy Garoppolo this entire offseason is going to be, can he get better? I think that's the question that we all have. Will he get better? Um, what range would you put him in right now in the NFL as a quarterback? One through 32. Like, just a five, a five spot Well, as range. you know, I put him pretty high at the beginning of the playoffs, and I don't feel good about that right now. Would you say, like, 10 to 15? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to forget about everything we saw during the regular season because of this postseason. But I do think... But, like, Kirk Cousins can have really good moments. Yeah, you know? I, I, I'm confident he's better than Kirk Cousins. I am confident. I, I am, too, but my, my point is, like having two good games, like what makes Tom totally Brady, right. Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson, Mahomes, it's doing it basically every game. Yeah. Every time you, you answer the bell, every game. I think, but I, I have said this a lot, and I do still believe it's possible that this is part of what makes him very good over a period of time, is I do think he's in the pocket really good about making, making plays. He's not scared. We did not see that really much today. No. I, I also think if you took a step back, if I told you this, Kyle and John had drafted this guy two years ago. And Jimmy Garoppolo, like Patrick Mahomes, was 23, 24 years old. Would we talk about this guy dramatically different? We would. Don't, do you think it's almost unfair that we talk about him like your typical 20? I got, I got a Raider fan. I'm texting back and forth with my buddy Cy, UC Davis uh, golf coach. He hates Jimmy, but it's a lot of Raider fan hate. And he thinks Carr's a lot better or whatever. And it's like, it's, I, I'm fucking with him playing back and forth. But I, and I didn't have the energy to tweet this or text him back this. Him and Carr, while they were in the same draft class, one guy's been a six-year starter, for example. Derek's been a starter from day one. Jimmy's what? This was his first full year as a starter. Part of it's because of injuries. Part of it was he backed up Brady forever. He hasn't really played that long. No, right? it's true. And so why, it's why I am. But we, but, we view, but we view him more like Carr, Cousins, a guy well, that's been I, in the league I, for I, six, seven years. I don't view him that way. I view him more like... You've only got a, unlike being a 24 year old, you only have a couple of years to prove because you're 28. He'll turn 29 during next season. But why wouldn't he be able? To, why wouldn't he be able to be a starting quarterback for like 10 more years? I mean, yeah, he would. But I'm just saying, like when you're his age, you just kind of have to start to prove it by quicker. You, you can't be 30 and still trying to prove it. Not with the same team. Just doesn't. Yeah, not with the same team. Doesn't usually go that way. Um, so, you know, and I think if, if he's 30, and Espe- he's especially it with, with Kyle, especially like, Kyle, yeah, 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 like yeah, it's, yeah, you're just not waiting around. So I do think next year will be, 
I don't want to say again. This is we'll process this and kind of get into it. But I do think is Kirk, is Kirk Cousins the quarterback in two years? He's a free agent guy. Well, that's that'll be a step backwards. That makes me puke in my mouth just thinking about that's it. Just, I, I can I can live with getting rid of Jimmy and drafting a guy or whatever. I can't do Kirk. Well, Cousins. you know what I was I, thinking about Mahomes? The guy that the guy that will be an option if this Jimmy thing doesn't go well. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, I know. And and. You want to lay that you heard that here first? <laughs> Just something to keep an eye on? Because, guy, think about that. I, believe me, I, I know. He's in the final year of his contract, and I'm pretty sure that on Kirk's contract, he can't be franchised. So he's going to be a free agent. Jimmy can be released next at the end of next season. I think in that tweet for like $2.8 million. It goes down by half. I, I hope the play, I hope there's a, 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 a player's... I, 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 I can't do a, a Haberman and Middlecoff podcast talking about Kirk no, Cousins. No, I, I can't, I can't either. He is not a fun player years. to watch. We did it for a year, really. But we didn't have to really watch no, him. No, I know, I, but I, can't, but I, can't watch I watched him. him a lot because we thought he was going to be a 49er, and, and I realized I, I couldn't do it. But I... like He makes Alex Smith feel like To Mahomes, the point about like waiting on your guy, because I did think this today. Do you draft a guy this year? Uh, not Mid-rounds? high, no. Yeah, no. well, you already got Mullins and CJ around. You even need to. If the one thing I thought about today watching this game really was during the pregame, it was during the Andy Reid interview. If you believed like Brett Veach did and convinced Andy that you had a generational quarterback waiting for you to draft him, you want Kyle to call Brett Veach, see who he likes in this draft. <laughs> well, yeah, it'd be nice. <laughs> but if you believe that, you better your information has to be so rock solid that somebody like. I'd be terrified to sit around and wait. Sorry, I kind of zoned. I I looked away. I want to make sure I follow this point. If you believe you have a generational quarterback waiting to be drafted, and you don't have the first pick, and you don't have the second pick, and you don't have the third pick, I would be shitting my pants. Guy, they had the 27th pick. Hoping that nobody else realizes that this generational quarterback is waiting to be drafted. And... That's why you could argue the agent of secrecy to give him the elite information. So he gets to 10. You mean, you mean he told the agent, Hey, Lee Steinberg's guy. Hey, we want him. We'll do everything to get him. You have to funnel me the information of the teams that like him. So I know who to maneuver around. It was kind of, they were in cahoots. Well, and smart by Steinberg to get him to Andy. But I just kept thinking about like, well, Brett Veach went to three games. Brett Veach is calling Cliff Kingsbury. What if Cliff Kingsbury is just telling? No, that's Veach. They had Andy. They didn't talk to Cliff at all. They did kind of a secret mission. Oh, I'm, I know what you're, but I'm I know saying. What you're saying whoever, like, yeah, yeah. It's just I would be so terrified that somebody else likes my guy. I would just scare the shit out of me. You might not even be able to work in the league if you just knew that you you're you, the person that you thought you were supposed to be with the rest of your life. It'd be like think, put it your relationship. And, like, you knew that she was going to be somewhere at the right time, but you had to make it there, and you didn't know if you were going to make it there. And all of a sudden, can you imagine that moment would have been if you were Veach and those guys? And, like, pick nine. Well, so-and-so team takes Mahomes. I know. Would you start crying? Would you cry? How would you gather would be yourself? devastating, John. And the thing that I was thinking is, like, wouldn't you got to be so confident. Because I'd be tempted to call – I would have been tempted to call the 49ers at number three and just be like – because if you think he's a generational guy, you would just I'll, do I'll give you three first rounds. Whatever you need. Like, I just – I need this guy. You know? I'll give you Alex back. I'll give you Alex back for a bridge, and I'll give you two more. You first guys rounders. go three to ten. After we jumped up, we got to we got to jump again. We it, it's just you know it, uh, anyway. But it worked out for them. It was just terrifying, terrifying. So he's he's this. I mean, he's 
He you had know an, under, an underrated thing, guy. An underrated thing that I, when I was in Miami, me and Dickinson were bullshitting about this. It didn't get talked about because we were in the Super Bowl and it was all sunshine and rainbows. Kyle admitted during Super Bowl week that because he was smitten for Kirk Cousins and he knew that he was mm-hmm. going to be a free agent and they had basically said, we're coming there. Like the deal was done, mm-hmm. right? That's why we, we talked about it. it. You know what it turned out? The deal was done until Belichick intervened and threw everything off. Like it kind of threw Kirk Cousins' life. Mm-hmm. Now again, I, did it, I mean, he got $85 million and he went to a good team, so it didn't suck that bad. Kyle said he barely even watched Patrick Mahomes. I've always said, and I've just educated guests. I'm like, eh, I don't feel like he would even like him. I don't even think they were even paying attention. Think how crazy that is. Like, you could we be critical of that? They weren't even paying attention to the guy because they just wanted Kirk Cousins. Like that again, you get to make mistakes in everyone's career. It happens, but that's that's a pretty big fucking mistake, guy. Like that's. That's a quarterback. To just All because you're Kirk Cousins and this guy ends up beating you. It's not just he ends up beating you. If Mahomes, I thought the Chiefs were probably going to win this game because of Mahomes. Most, if you like the Chiefs in this game, you thought it was Mahomes. Mahomes is established. But go, let's remove three years back. Like the, the quarterback, the guru, the big fella, and his right-hand man, they were well, really Veach first, and then the big fella got on board because he realized this guy's great. Like that's, that's one of the biggest trades in NFL history, right? Could you say right now the Mahomes move is one of the biggest moves in NFL history? Like Reggie White, start thinking, you know, Brady becomes the starter with Drew Brud. So just a handful of moves, the way they had to trade up. And the Niners were in position to draft the guy, and the head coach admitted, you know what, honestly, I wasn't really paying attention to quarterbacks. We were getting Kirk Cousins. That's kind of nuts, guy. Yeah, the que- That's kind of fucking nuts. The question is, if he had paid attention to him, would he have seen what the Chiefs saw, right? Is it worth saying, yeah, I didn't like him watching him or I wasn't paying attention? That's pretty crazy, guy. Let's just get that out I of here. I think it's worse I, to say I wasn't paying attention. Or like, you know, I think it's like I, you probably watched him and it was like, ah, I, I, yeah, but, I don't know. But but think about this. Not paying attention. Why? Oh, because you knew you were going to get Drew Brees or, you know, Russell Wilson trade. I, I don't want no, John. We can't, we can't, I, can't, I can't do Kirk Cousins on February 2nd. I can't. Okay. But, guys, I might be the quarterback. I know. Year. We'll do that on I'm February already, 8th. Or, I'm already kind of lining. I'm already, it's already kind of, I'm putting the piece of the puzzle together. I'm like, oh my God, I see it happening. I'm like, oh, are they going to really cut Jimmy? No, they're going to wait one more year. They're going to cut him and they're going to fucking go sign this we'll, guy. We'll deal with, I'll deal with that. And, you know, every day is precious. Let's just. It, okay. This is my last statement. You do agree that just this. 10 minutes of talking about it. It's a lot more real than I had never even crossed my mind. Now I feel like, I just, is it inevitable? Uh, uh, I don't think it's inevitable, but it's, it's real. inevitable strong, but like it's, it's real because no one else is going to be there. Like it's going to happen before the end of Kirk Cousins career. He will play for Kyle Shanahan again. <laughs> I agree. We can say that definitively. I agree. Unless Jimmy Garoppolo just is a, an all pro quarterback next year moving forward. And there's no like even backup spot for Kirk. Right. Do you think he has to have a for Jimmy to be safe next year? Like this, like you're right. You started he has this conversation to be better than he was this year. Yeah, you started this conversation was Jimmy has to improve this offseason. When you, when you think has to improve, do you think like he's got to be a borderline like legit Pro Bowl level player for them to feel good about? Yeah, it? he's got to be able to make Kyle Shanahan feel confident in taking chances with him in the Super Bowl. Now, he might not get the chance to play in the Super Bowl again, but he's got to be able to make those plays every week. But, guy, that's where I get back to. Couldn't you justify it where we got to 
this guy hasn't played that much, or you just back yeah, to the number. Well, but, it's just a, it's just he's older. It's just the nature of the beast. And but I think next look next year. I think we'll have a pretty good idea after next year. But I thought we had a good idea three weeks ago. Yeah. Well, uh, but I just mean, uh, yeah, I did too. We'll just. But I, <laughs> like, I don't. Uh, I think after next year, I'll feel pretty confident in if he plays sixteen games. If he looks the same way he looked this year, then you know things change. Like what what is good for a freshman. Uh, in terms of scoring average, is not good for a junior. Like it's great that you scored nine points per game as a freshman. If you're still scoring nine as a junior, when well, we need you to be our best player, it's we don't view those nine points the same way. So what we do know is the better your football team is, the more talented players you have, the more expensive your team gets, the better your quarterback has to be as time goes on. That's tried yeah. and true because he's making money one way or the other. Here's the thing: like the knock on Jimmy is not, you know, he's a screw around guy for every we've all watched the Jimmy Garoppolo game with the opposite sex and he is beloved by women. Like it's just, it's not even like guys make fun of it. Did you see the video of him walk into the field to warm up? And all you hear through the tunnel is like, (laughs) (laughs) but even like, did you see the commercial that he did with Montana and Steve? No. Where he drops the bags. He drops the bags. During the Super Bowl there was that commercial? Yeah. Yeah. Before the Super Bowl, he like, he's carrying their bags and, and Joe's like telling him to hurry up. He looks really good. But for a guy, when you think really good-looking guy, the first thing you think is, I bet he goes out a lot because that's what good-looking guys go out. Like, why wouldn't you, right? That's where you thrive. It's like, what do lions like to do? They like chasing other animals because they usually catch them. Now, if you're Jimmy, why do you not go to the bar? You're going to get the best-looking girl in the bar. But I don't think Jimmy, like the knock on him is he's not a big screw-around guy. People, it's pretty well-known, right? He works really hard. He takes his shit really seriously. So to me, it's just like, is he going to play better? Because I do think he worked hard at his craft, guy. Yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's, that's even a part of the. But I just mean that's the thing with him. It's not. Yeah. So what do you do? It's not like you know he just he dedicated himself to doing this. I just think it's just he's I, either going to get better or he's yeah, not. I don't even think it's like a po- you know t- who knows. But I, I I think for him because what you said is true that he hasn't played a lot. Like the question is going to be: Does he come into next season more confident than he came into this season? Does he start ahead of where he started this year? And does he? Just keep progressing. I there's no doubt. What would you say? What, what's your just, biggest? What's your biggest knock on him right now? Um. Well, I think the decision decision making. Yeah, I you know, I I think I'm okay with a quarterback that like great quarterbacks can make bad decisions and take bad chances. And I'll I'll say this for him: the weird throws he made today, a number of them he was under pressure or getting hit when he made them. That doesn't necessarily excuse it, but it's but. It's different than just like throwing random picks when you got time. Um, although I guess every quarterback's worse under pressure. But the point is, I just think you've got to offset it. You've got to feel good that he can consistently offset it more, make plays beyond just what Kyle puts in front of him. I would say my biggest knock, just thinking about it for ten seconds, would be he consistently doesn't see things like on the one pass at the end of the game that was almost picked off. Like, he just doesn't see it. Now he's forcing a little bit, but he makes that pass a lot. You go, oh! And I think that gets back to experience and playing. And he just hasn't played as much for a guy that's a lot older. Now, the overall point is, time is not going to be on his side. He's not going to be treated like Sam Darnold. Like, if his name was Sam Darnold, and he had just done this, and the Niners had drafted him two years ago, this conversation would be dramatically different, right? Like, God, he's got the world by the ball. He's got to keep getting better. He's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But we view him as like, 
already a guy, I, I don't want to say this peaked, but like should already be really good. And is, is that, fi- sometimes I get back to, is that fair? Like I, I treat him like, cousin has been starting for seven yeah. years. Carr's been starting forever. Like those guys his age have been starting for a long time. Fair or not, he's going to get another year. He's going to get another chance. He's going to get a chance here. He's getting a chance, right? This isn't the end of his chance in all likelihood. So he wasn't bad enough that if Brady called Kyle, I want in, Kyle would take him. No. But it opened the door a little bit. What about Breeze? Brady, <laughs> if I told you Brady called Kyle and said, I want in. Do you think Brady, like, deep down wants w- to steal would you, Jimmy's w- joy? Would you, say, would you say 1 million percent Kyle says no? No. If Brady says, I want in. I would not say that he definitely says no. Would you say there would be a chance that they would cut Jimmy for Tom Brady? Yes. Because as you saw today, you know, I'm sure we'll And at one point in the, the year week. we talked about this, that was we thought that was crazy. Yeah, I would say that... I would have said it was crazy even after the, the early playoff games where he hand, threw the ball 10 times. I just think that at a moment like this makes a guy think. Do you know, uh, yeah, I, 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 and it would, I, it's not, if you were Tom Brady, you did want to get away from Bill. It's not nuts, guy. It's not nuts. You want to, let, let's, you want to, let's get nuts. I mean, let's get nuts. It's not nuts. Now, and then where would from Jimmy Tom's go? From perspective. Where would Jimmy go? New England. Right back. For 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 his first, you have to you for have the to same admit, pick, right? They would just take you, thirty-one. I think they would just cut. Well, I guess him it wouldn't be thirty-one. Would it would be. I think I think Jimmy would just cut. I guess they could trade him. He'd be very tradable. But whatever the Patriots pick is, but what if Tom wanted in, guy? I mean, you already see. Yeah, right? I mean, if Tom said, "Hey guys, I need to know in ten minutes," you would take all ten minutes. <laughs> I don't think it's a two-minute decision. I, I would say that I would say that they would probably go Tom, and I'm not saying that's the right decision, big picture. What if I told you they won the Super Bowl next year? Well, look, I'm still optimistic about Jimmy's future, but I, I think the chance that it doesn't come back to really bite you, there's a better chance now of that that it doesn't come back to really bite you than than if you would ask me that you know two months ago. Right. In other words, does Jimmy go on to be a Hall of Famer for somebody else or you know All Pro and all that? Um. Uh, yeah, I would understand. How, how, how often do guys like Jimmy win the Super Bowl? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by guys like just, Jimmy? Well, just I mean probably like you know, you know, even if he's best, like eight ninth quarterback. I guess Eli did a couple times, but he had moments where he just dominated. You know, I mean, most guys that win the Super Bowl are Favre. Yeah, and I think the question Rogers, is Rodgers, NFL, Peyton Manning, Mahomes. I, right, the part of in, in the way the game is played now is it even harder to be a above middle of the pack guy, right? Even if you're, do you think Mahomes has like three Super Bowls in him? I think you look, man. He's, the guy's a Hall of Famer. You agree, Hall of Famer right now? If he never played another down, no. Su- Super Bowl champ MVP. Well, Terrell Davis got it. He had two years like that. Yeah, but I how, guess Terrell Davis is two years like, better. But he played like seven or eight years, didn't he? Nine years? No, he, it, no, he played like four and a half. Terrell Davis? Yeah, he started like three years. Remember, he hurt his knee. Well, I, know he he's, I, know, I know his career wasn't long, but he played 78 games. Maybe, maybe I mean, I'm underselling. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, he was a four-year basically guy. You're right. Mahomes needs one more year. Now, I don't. this would be the worst thing ever to the NFL. I mean, I want Mahomes being around, but my, my point is just – just look at the guys that typically win it. Like Eli's an outlier, well, kind of, like, but he I was, was the number say, like, one overall pick. My my point is just like I could I could give you a guy, right? I could tell you Brad Johnson. No, but yeah, I but I, I, but that's just not the way the game is played now. The quarterback but Jimmy's is, not them, right? That's just weird. Well, he's better than them. 
I, I know, but my point is those teams were built around, like to the to like get around those guys. Like Jimmy is going to be part of his team because he's way more talented. So the team's going to be just operating. But I guess my ultimate point is, could those teams win a Super Bowl today? The way the the way offense is played today, like Tampa Bay in two thousand with Brad Johnson. Yeah, you're saying it'd be much harder to not be able or Trent Dilfer no score no no points. They're probably just not going to be as you saw today with the rules. We're probably done seeing a defense just. At 85 Bears defense, uh, those defenses with Tampa and Baltimore ever existing again start to finish. Because I just remember watching like the Ravens or Tampa, and you just couldn't score. I mean, last like, year's Super Bowl was 13-3. to Yeah, but did you feel like it, it was more just the Rams sucked than like the, the Patriots had, were some all-time defense, yeah. right? Yeah. Just, I mean, I, if the Niners were going to lose, it, this is a pretty good offseason conversation. Because I, I do think things are getting tweeted, guy, that, are, that aren't – I'm not going to defend them like it's crazy talk. Because all it takes now to me is Brady – like, it's clear, the Raiders steal. What, what Brady's, where Brady oh, yeah, is right now in the driver's seat, and we'll, we'll get to that until later in the week. If Brady calls the Chargers, the Raiders, the, the Niners are a little different, but still, and says, I want in, he's in, Right. Even more than, I wouldn't even say that with Brees. But I'd say Tom Brady says, I want in. He's the Vegas quarterback. He's the Chargers quarterback. I think Tom, I think Kyle would just be like, Tom, just give me 24 hours. Let me just process some shit. I'm leaning you right now. Just let me process some shit. And I, I think this game, it went from zero to 60 fast just by this game. Yeah. Because the, the ultimate goal of Kyle, and you saw it on his face, even more, like, I, I think Andy's a little more happy-go-lucky. Part of that might just be age, right? Like, I, I think I always heard stories like when Andy got there in 99, 2000, he was kind of edgier. Okay. He was just younger, trying to earn it. I think with time and perspective, life, he's lost, he lost a child. He'd been fired. Like, he just, he'd made so much money. He'd had so much success. He's kind of, his universal approval rating was so high. I do think Kyle, his personality is just different than Andy, where it's a little more hot and cold. That this one's really hot about Jimmy. Here, my final thought for the moment on this will be this. Part of I just you, you told me Tom Brady's not a quarterback. I wouldn't hate the idea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I'd go to some if, OTAs. If, Would Tom show up? I don't know. If if we ask the question, is Kyle Shanahan fully confident in Jimmy Garoppolo in terms just I can win a Super Bowl with this guy? I I just don't think he can feel that way today. And so because. That's the way I think he would have to be thinking today, based on what we just saw. Then I do think there's more options than maybe we thought there would have been, you know, three weeks ago. And that's not about replacing Jimmy. It's just the whole thing. It's just everything. It's just everything. Last night I was hanging out and I flipped on NFL Network. NFL Network had these different shows about like the '80s, and it was about the Cowboys and the Niners. It was called like Timeline. In the year three with Walsh, when they won the Super Bowl. I'd have to look back what Montana's numbers were in that Super Bowl in 81. But let's remember what he did in the NFC Championship game. He threw that fucking the catch. Just that moment alone kind of solidified Montana. You'd have to watch the game start to finish how he played in all, you know, the playoff games or whatever. But, like, Jimmy didn't have anywhere near a moment like that, right? Because uh, Montana was still a third-round pick. You know, it was their first big year. Like, the, the, the point of the conversation was everyone thought the Cowboys were going to win, the Niners – you know, even like the local broadcast, like this kind of team of nobodies. And it, you look back, it's like Montana, Lot, Walsh, like team of nobodies. But it, they were kind of a team of nobodies. 
But Montana had that moment, and it was never the same. Like Jimmy still, there was just this playoff run for the questions probably added more questions than answers. Uh, so Jimmy Garoppolo became the second 49ers quarterback to throw an interception in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Do you know who the first quarterback was? Colin Kaepernick. Correct. Mahomes also became the first quarterback, maybe since Kaepernick, to run and throw for a touchdown in a game. Did he run oh. for one in the game? Yeah. He did run for one in the game? Mahomes ran yeah, for a touchdown. Yeah, he, do- he dove one, yeah. There's just Colin Kaepernick stats. Yeah, no, like, he the did, point of that you know, stat he didn't was put just, a stamp on the league. It's pretty incredible. Joe played four Super Bowls, didn't throw a pick in one of them. Steve Young played a Super yeah, Bowl, see, didn't like that's pretty. Like you're well, like, well, Steve Young threw six touchdowns. What separates Joe? He played in four Super Bowls, didn't throw a pick. Yeah, Steve played in one, threw six touchdowns. We don't start with the no picks, but that's part of the deal for Joe. He won four games in part because he threw no picks. I feel pretty confident saying this guy, Jimmy ain't eclipsing either one of those two. I think you're right, John. I think you're right. Uh, all right. So, uh, you know, one thing, and this changes as time goes on because you watch, you know, we'll watch the game again, I'm sure, this week, and you see highlights and things get said and the NFL films things come out and you hear the behind the scenes. The plays that stick with you from a Super Bowl, from a big game, the moments that stick with you. For me, as we sit recording this on Sunday night, I think – if you were to ask me in a year what moment sticks with you from that Super Bowl, it will be third down and ten. Jimmy down by four. Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the ball down the field. The camera panning back, panning back. Where I stand up off the couch. Where is this ball going? Emmanuel Sanders emerges in the screen with two Chiefs defenders in his dust rear view yeah did you did you throw up both arms thinking touchdown and i as soon as i saw sanders i realized i don't think unless he's got another gear i don't think he's getting to this football and ultimately he didn't get close to the ball guy uh, jimmy overthrew him so ultimately you know my first reaction afterwards was like oh now you got a fourth and ten if you just picked up six yards there you would have had a fourth and four they dialed up the play that would have made them all heroes. Now, maybe Mahomes comes right back at him. That's very possible, and it looks like the Steelers' Cardinals Super Bowl. But that, that was it, John. That was it right there. That was the Kyle Shanahan. That was the Jimmy moment. It was right there for them to take. And Emmanuel Sanders, the guy they traded for this year, beat two guys down the middle of the field. And might score a touchdown on the play. And, he, I, and Jimmy missed if he him. Hits, if, if he hits him in stride, doesn't it feel like he walks into the end yeah. zone? Yeah, and he missed him. And I think that, as I think about the game today, that's the play that will stick with me. Because would you agree there's not really like a Philly special uh, of David, this game There was no a, Tyree a, play. I would say Malcolm all Butler catch. plays in my life, the David Tyree play sticks with me in slow motion in my mind the most. I would say that I'd, I'd put the Malcolm Butler one up there for me. Yeah, that was that was nuts. I'll, that's you're right. That's that is equal. You're right. Malcolm Butler play guy because was I nuts. remember that one knowing it felt like they were going to lose. I remember like they were knowing they were going to hand the ball to Marshawn, and I knew Marshawn was going to score. To me, though, you're, you're even complicating the details. You just knew they were going to win. You're like, the Patriots lost. Well, I'm just telling you, I just know what was in my head. In my head, yeah. 
it was well, they were it, about to give them because I was they're not stopping Marshawn. They're just not going to. Well, do no, it. You know that's. Well, what I know every, everyone thought that, and then you're just like, then they then it flipped. I the moment that it was like, God, this game's kind of on was when Jimmy Ward hit Mahomes. Like that was just an individual play of just like Jesus Christ. They ended up scoring. I don't. I don't know if I really have a play guy to be honest with you. I just like one individual play. Yeah. I, I just because even that the play that Jimmy overthrew him, that would have felt a little lucky because the Niners were kind of screwed. But to me, that that play would have matched up with what they've done this year, where they've had to come back True. late, they've had to hit big plays, they've had their backs against the wall, they've had the fourth so and seventeenth. That so was if, that, if Jimmy if Jimmy hits him, or is this that the last twenty minutes of this podcast don't even exist? We're just talking about Jimmy like a hero. They win the game that way. Yeah, we're saying. I mean, yes, he won the Super isn't, Bowl. Isn't that what's kind of stupid about this? But, if he would have thrown like three yards. Yeah, I mean, uh, but, I mean, it was a bad overthrow. He overthrew him by a lot. It wasn't like he hit the tip of his hands. Like he overthrew him where Emmanuel Sanders, he kind of pulled up because it was ten yards past him. Like it was dramatically far. The, he could have leaped and wouldn't even have been close. The question that we won't know the answer to until the years passes was that one throw Jimmy missed. Or do they just not win? Do they not win a Super Bowl? Do they not win a championship? Like, we don't know yet what the context of that is for Jimmy. But I do know when you win the game, it you get the credit. And sometimes it's dumb. But Andy Reid had to coach. How long has he coached? 17 years? This is 21st season. 21st year. Okay. Now, with Andy, before the game, a few people said, if he wins the Super Bowl, he's in the Hall of Fame. Well, if you're saying that after 21 years, then he should just be in the Hall of Fame. We'll get to Andy. That's my opinion. But we're not 21 years in a Jimmy here, John. So you just need as many of those moments as you can get. And to get the second one, you got to get the first one. And they didn't get the first one. And that play, Kyle Doubt. So say what you want about the, the end of the half timeouts and should have called a timeout before the fourth down. That would never have occurred. It's not... To me, like, there's so many what-ifs in sports that I hate doing them. This was, he was open on a play they've play, run, I don't know how many times they've run in practice. And they missed him. Yeah. And great quarterbacks it, miss throws, too. I mean, it's not about Jimmy being great. It's not about that. It's just, that's the play I'll remember from this Super Bowl. Uh, I, I, don't, I, I just don't think I'll remember an individual play. I'll, I'll just remember the two series when Mahomes kind of went legend. And we were talking before the podcast, like he'd already become a legend. Like he'd probably young guy, most famous guy in the league in recent memory of not just fake hype, of tangible MVP, clearly just one of the great players we'd ever seen. But what I enjoy about great players sometimes, guy, is anyone a great player when they're on, my, if Mike Trout's dialed in, he can hit four home runs in a game. If, if Steph's on or James Harden's on, they can score 70, right? What about the games when, you, when you're when you just shitty? Like, it's just not going your way. And Mahomes, I'd argue this is one of the great playoff stretches, these three games, where they were down in every game. Two 10-point games and 24 points. He not only didn't wilt, he, like, rose to the occasion. And unlike those first two games, with a 24-0 game, you forget they were up at half. The 10-0 game, 10-0... The Titans are different, and even Veach was like, I was a little more nervous in the 10 nothing game just the way the Titans play. You know, they're just defensive team. They run the ball. Like, God, this game could get weird. But it didn't, and they, they, they came back fast. This, it was in the fourth quarter, and he was just bad. He threw a pick in the fourth quarter down 10 with nine whatever left or 10 minutes left. 
I, I mean, I just thought, guys, this is a low moment for Mahomes. <laughs> and he just he just refused. Like, I mean, an all-time great. Like, there are moments that you hear these people that talk about, like, Namath or Montana. Like, you and me can't have a normal conversation with a 60-year-old guy about Montana in 81. I did not watch it live. I know the individual moment, the catch. I know they won the Super Bowl. But I can't. It's different when you watch it on something on that level. You never forget. Like, I know what I saw with Eli. That's why Eli defenders feel pretty confident about it. Like, I know what I saw. I'll never forget it. I saw it twice. Like, I'd argue the game against San Francisco when he was getting the shit kicked out of him was just, might have been his greatest performance of just toughness. I just know what I saw with Mahomes these three games, but specifically today. When if he was a pitcher, he had like a C stuff. He was just off. And he just, he was all a of a sudden, all of a sudden he went eight innings and gave up and just, you won the game because of him. It was incredible. Just his, his will to not be kind of denied. And that's, I like I think that's way... sorry. So he, I was just gonna say I, I think like... that's his that's just his confidence in how good he is. That yeah, his mistakes I, are the aberrations. But it happened on this stage so young. It's just yeah. He'll just guy forever. But he's just a champion, Super Bowl winner. <laughs> I mean, it's just yep. boom. Is it like he's on that level fast? Andy had to wait twenty one seasons. Mahomes waited three. <laughs> <laughs> but. Is Patrick Mahomes a Super Bowl champion if he's not on the Chiefs right today? Well, what if you remember who they were nervous? The Saints were going to take him the next pick. You never know. Like, is yeah, maybe he's still there? I mean, I, I think he was so good with the right coach, Peyton or Andy. He changes their career. He makes Peyton maybe the next Belichick. What if Peyton wins three? What if now Andy ends up with two or three? And we're not just talking like. When it's all said and done, let's say Andy wins two of the next five Super Bowls. So he ends up with like three Super Bowls. We're talking about Andy is like, Andy went from can't win the big one to like, oh yeah, he's just the offensive version of Parcells. You know, <laughs> just boom. Well, yeah, no shit. He kind of, like back to what you said, he kind of always was. But you just, it does matter. This game, we've talked about it all fucking pod. It's just another game, like the, the actual game. The rules aren't changed. This, you still run the ball, you pass the ball, you punt, you kick field goals. You go to halftime, the game is the game. Yet the magnitude of the result is infinitely higher. Andy's life changed today. For for what Patrick Mahomes' life changed. Jimmy Garoppolo, as we just talked, may never re- rebound from this. What? Rebound. Rebound. <laughs> <laughs> the details. I was, I was doing my own little spin on the word. Details. <laughs> details. I like that. So, yeah, I just... <laughs> crazy uh all right well, well we'll see you i know you'll watch the game again this week and you can always uh, revisit if, if something jumps out to you um before we get to andy reed we do want to talk about andy let's just tell the people let's tell you this podcast actually i know i'm getting mine um I, I, another order momentarily uh from simply safe every it. night local police departments across america receive hundreds of calls from burglar alarms the vast majority of the time they have no idea whether the alarm is real. All the alarm company can tell them is the motion sensor went off. Simply Safe Home Security is different. You can get it at simplysafe.com slash ham. Guy, that's the key. That means police dispatch up to 350% faster than normal burglar alarms. Think about that. Because they use real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. You don't even need any tools. They just stick to your walls. The cameras is incredible. 
You can set up the system yourself. No tools needed, like I said. Simply Safe protects your home from fires, water damage, carbon monoxide. We don't want any poisoning, guy. Visit simplysafe.com slash ham. You'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure to go to simplysafe.com slash ham so they know that we sent you. That's simplysafe.com slash ham. Uh, it's fantastic. I mean, it's it's high level. Only 50 cents a day with no contracts. 24-7 monitoring from live security professionals. Simplysafe.com slash ham. I mean, the, the Andy Reid thing will be funny. There were once debates that he's whether or not he's a Hall of Famer, and now there there is no debate. And that's dumb. Uh, you and I have agreed for a while, and especially once you start diving in and just looking cower, and you start looking around, you go, wait a second. But it's also, I just watch the guy, and I'm like, this is one of, you're one of the best coaches in the NFL for 15 years. You're a Hall of Famer. So he's a Hall of Famer. Um, but he's clearly special. Like, he's not like Jimmy Johnson said to him, he's like, my players respected me. I don't know if they like me. Your players like you. Like, it's different. And Andy's like, you know, I keep trying to change with the times, but for some reason they keep just looking at me like I'm their dad, but that's fine. Yeah, I just think you can't fake what he has. Like, I, the guys with the Chiefs told me that Jimmy Johnson gave a speech. Did I talk about this on the podcast? I think I just texted with you. Yeah, this was... He gave a pregame speech, or not a pregame, but just he talked to the team, I think on Wednesday night, and multiple people with the Chiefs said it was it was chilling how sweet it was. Like, what a crazy... He was pacing up and down the halls. And I don't know if you've ever watched, he gave a speech to the Hurricanes like 10 years ago. It was just badass. Like, he's, he's still got his fastball. And a buddy on the Chiefs that works on the coaching staff told me, he's like, you know, Andy doesn't let a lot of coaches... We don't have a lot of outside people talk to the team. I was out with Jeff Schwartz. He came with, actually, Greg Papa's open, uh, open tab night. <laughs> and, Unofficial. Uh, he was telling Greg, I mean, I, I was like, be careful what you tell Papa. He'll just funnel us back, you know, to, to the Niners. Right. And, uh, and uh, the one thing Andy, or the Schwartz said, you know, he's like, Tom Coughlin or Ron Rivera after a loss. It's like, oh, God, we're going to get screamed at these team meetings. He's like, Andy just comes in like, yeah, just let's bury that one, fellas, and let's get ready for the uh, the Broncos. <laughs> you know, just, he's not a huge angry guy, and it's very unique as a coach. And, I again, I get back, like, I, you'd have to ask people that were around him in, like, 99, 2000, was he always like that, or has that really kind of adapted? That's the only guy I was around, very positive guy. Clearly with the Chiefs, he's been like that the whole time. And as you saw tonight, like, how innovative just – you're just watching what they're doing. It's like, is that a little Lamar Jackson type play? Like, what are they doing? I lost the ball multiple times today. And right, did, I, mean, I don't know if you did, but I lost the yeah, ball. Yeah, like multiple the, the times. RPO where where Mahomes turns into like the running the wing tee with Damian Williams. He keeps, and it was just, it was awesome. It, it was really fun to watch him on display. And, and again, guy, that's what I'm saying. They had ten points. I thought I didn't feel like Andy's overwhelmed. Like I thought he was calling a good game. Mahomes was off. Because on the one pick that Mahomes threw to Fred Warner, I thought Troy did a good job. He's like, Tyreek was coming around, and Mahomes just threw it straight. That this guy just... I think most great coaches, when we just list like Parcells, asshole, Belichick, asshole, Sean Payton's kind of known, kind of can be a dick. Pete's Pete's an outlier. But I I think Pete's a little different than Andy. Like, there's there's some guys that say, you know, the Pete kind of stuff wears you out a little bit. When do you ever hear, like, you know, Andy's message just 
Where's you out? Like not, I don't think he's like fake happy guy. I think he's generally just nice to people. You know who else he had to speak to the team this year, this week? Hmm. I think it was it was known. And I I, don't, I wouldn't have done this, but I think he legitimately likes the guy because I think he'd tell you this guy changed my career. Is Donovan McNabb? Hmm. Like one story that was big there was Donovan McNabb and T- Terrell Owens was shitting on Donovan McNabb all week. Like Andy's in a in a sport that's not that loyal and just pro. Sports in general aren't right. You just throw coaches under the bus. You get rid of players. Not that Andy hasn't gotten rid of players over the years. How does he stay friends with players he trades? Like, that's just friends. Like, Marcus Peters texts Veach. You know, like, they just, they just, Alex, they still, if you told me that Alex Smith retired as a chief, I'd probably believe you. Well, I don't know, you know, if it's like this with Jerry West, but I, you know, watching Jerry the other night, the Kobe thing, his thing was like, because he was a player, you can tell. Like, he's his, you cannot lie to players. You cannot lie to players. That was his, you know, he was adamant about it. And maybe there's something to that with with the guys that are viewed that way. I just think there is a consistency to Coach Reed, beside him being a good coach, that I think players just like. That doesn't mean he's not on guys. Like, you're not that good without having high standards about, he does a good job of getting the right players in to let them kind of, like Honey Badger tonight was going apeshit on the sideline. And I just saw he tweeted he quoted the tweet yeah, of the video of him, and his tweet was just like, it's because I know the standard and I hold everyone to it. And it's just like, they, like he, he's been a big deal to them. I, I also think they, they don't think he's fraudulent, right? And I think some coaches, like, I wouldn't believe Belichick if he told me something, unless I'm Brady or Gronk. I, I think when Andy tells a guy something, he's not, he's going to fall through on it. Yeah, whether I, it's a trade, whether it's a contract extension. Though, I think he's, so likable, he can kind of fake you out a little bit because I, he's a killer. I mean, he's he's looking to upgrade and look at his look in twenty one years. Think how many players he's cut, traded, upgraded, got rid of at the end of their careers. I, I think though he just some humans are just good at it, right? You just you meet some humans in life that are just good at falling through and just saying thank you in ways that sometimes I, I forget sometimes to just consistently reach back out and just. Say I appreciate that. I think Coach Reed's really good with that type of stuff and just making people feel important. Being players, he seems you know, to making be a warm f- to have a warm personality, right? Like it, it feels like that whole group of Philly Authentic. players, yeah, feel the very genuine. He was responsible for a lot of their success. Same deal with Kansas City. Doesn't it feel like a lot of the Chiefs guys, even the older group, felt just happy to be around the guy? Mahomes just. And Mahomes has just changed his life. I mean, I think Mahomes just changed the guy's life. That's some players do, right? I mean, I think Phil Jackson, a basketball people often talk about this. Like, you are very dependent on the right player. In football, it can be a little different because you can manipulate, you can find Brady and, you know, he's got the right work make makeup and you build the team around him and it just kind of happens. So it's, it's a little more chance and randomness probably than basketball. Like, Zion's going to be good. You just know that when you draft him, LeBron, Steph, who you know, whoever. Football, there's there was a huge unknown with that guy, but I think that it's almost like the football gods gave him that. Like you work that hard, you have that many low moments over your career, you've done everything the right way. I mean, I'm a, I'm a believer somewhat in karma. I, I I it almost feels like football gods get a gift to this guy in his later age that is. I mean, if you, if I put the over under on Mahomes, Andy. Super Bowls right now at one and a half. Would you lean the over? Like, do they win another one the next year or two? They got the best player in the league now. 
Is it even? Is there even a close second? Who would be the close second? Like Russell? Well, I think what you know, well, time will tell. Is Lamar Jackson? He's the MVP this year, so is you can't lose back to back playoff games though and be taught in this. No, I know, sentence. but I'm just saying, like time. Let's, no, I, I, doors open on that. He's a good player. He's a good player. So who would you say the number two player in the league is right now? Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah. In terms of just. The, the guy, if you had a draft from scratch right now, yeah. Mahomes go one, Russell probably goes two. Um, yeah, I also think it, it. if you're good, and this is a life lesson, if you're doing it the right way and you're really good at it, if you're this is, you know, this is, we'll see if the A's ever advance. You put yourself in the position enough times, and he's put himself in the position enough times. Hopefully it goes your way one of those times. It so may not go your way twice. A's, yeah, the difference with the A's, they're doing it a little differently. The, yeah, I know. It's right? a weird example. But the point is just, I know, I, I know, he's I been know so saying, good, John, for two decades. You would hope that over the course of two decades. And it goes, it's only a second Super Bowl. And the guys know. have been to the Super Bowl fired and hired and fired and out of the league. And a lot of people, I don't know if I should say a lot, but several coaches not as good as Andy Reid have been to the Super Bowl in between and the times it. that he was at the Super and, Bowl. And won it. And additionally, some of them have won it. Yeah. So, like, like, like John Harbaugh is not as good of a coach as Andy. And Reed, neither, right? I don't think, is Jim Harbaugh? No. Well, John's better Jim, right? Uh, yeah. Who else won? I, I keep thinking, like, who's won Super Bowls recently? It's like, Belichick, Belichick, Belichick. <laughs> You're like, God damn, they've won. <laughs> Who else won? Belichick, Belichick, Pete, Belichick. <laughs> you just realize the guy's won so many Super Bowls. I know. <laughs> He's actually skewed it a little bit. Like, not a lot of randoms have won it. You know, not a lot of Dan Quinns have won it because Belichick's beat him. But, like, Coughlin. Yeah, but Coughlin... Coughlin is a really good coach, right? Yeah, I, I think I think if you were taken from scratch though, over the twenty years, you'd you'd say Andy. I, but I think Andy will be like Coughlin. I think he's getting to. He's just too good of a coach. Like I, I think he's like he's a more consistent coach than Sean Payton. Clearly, right? He's just he doesn't need to do like what I think you saw tonight. Like they weren't really doing tricky shit. They were doing innovative stuff on offense, but they weren't. It wasn't really a kitchen sink game. It was just they kind of just. You're right. Steady the it ship. Would be. Yeah, and it wasn't it, it, for either team. I honestly kind of felt it was much more. That to me is why it felt a little regular seasony, because it wasn't like, God damn, did they just run the flea flicker double reverse flea flicker? You know, the, the, that's what I was expecting tonight. And there were like Andy did. You got two weeks. They did a little spinny thing on the goal line. That was great. Yeah, that was cool. That, I love that. Like, oh, let's let's throw some I fun honestly, in. I almost got <laughs> off the couch on TV too, to, and I was like, you know what? People have put po- it's the Super Bowl. Everybody saw it. <laughs> I'm just yeah. staying on the couch for this one. I usually like so, to jump all over those, but so I, I I think he's walking into the Hall of Fame now, which is where he belongs. Well, it, yes. Because perfectly, you know, said. he's a championship coach. I I thought it before, and I you know I've been arguing on Twitter forever. People think I just love the guy. It's like no, I just been around him. I, he's really really impressive. Well, you do love him, but for the right reasons. But I but I just mean like I, I'm not just tweeting no, out I know, because but I I'm love just, the guy. No, I know. Yeah, I just. When, when you see firsthand a guy work as hard as him and be that good, you're like, how do you work that hard and not get over on what you're trying to accomplish? Because I just, I don't work that hard, guy. Relative to, like, you know, in terms of, like, I'm not. I appreciate I you. That, I appreciate you, by the way, not claiming Mamba mentality. Yeah, yeah but I, 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 I'm not trying to diminish my work ethic. I understand. But my work ethic relative to Andy Reid is not, like, he is Mamba mentality. 
His work ethic is unmatched. It's insane. No human should work that hard and not accomplish what they're trying to accomplish, especially when they're good at what they do. And that's why I think people, all the coaches, why you see so many people speak so highly of him, because they know he's nuts. Guy, he, he, the picture you had, you, you're in, I thought I was the greatest Insta Story music guy. Probably consistently I am. You're, you're one with him. Picture me rolling. And the, and the, I'm so jealous that of that. Made you laugh. I've never, I've, well, I've just never been more jealous of an idea that I didn't have. It's just great. <laughs> But it was like when go Peter my, King asked me, story. Peter King, Give me a follow. yeah, he, you know, th- he picked him up at 3 a.m. It's like, that's what t- Andy just gets there. Like, he's nuts. Like, he's just, he's kind of like Gruden, but it feels like, you, you know, this guy, he doesn't really brag about it like Gruden. This isn't trying to be some shot at Gruden, but you notice Andy Reid's not a big talk about how often he's at the office. Reid's grinding. You know what? Do you know what he's doing, guy? He's at the office a lot. He's, he legitimately, like, Peter, you want to come with me? I'll pick you up at 315. That's just what time I go. I don't tell everyone this is what time I show up. It's just when I go. So I think people respect that too. He's not pretty humble, great coach. Wouldn't you say there's some huge ego guys that he's a pretty – now, he's got an ego, but he's well, very humble in his approach. Yeah, I mean, to me, there's a difference between extreme self-confidence and oversized ego, right? Would you Mis- say in the history ego. of sports for a great coach, he's about as low-key as you're going to find? Yeah, I mean, Bochi. I think they're kind of similar. Um, Football coaches guy, once they win a lot, even like if they don't Popovich, win Popovich, I mean, that's that's different. Yeah, I, I think he's got a he's pretty yeah. abrasive, I yeah. think. Um, Andy Andy would never sure. treat anyone. I, I Yeah, but I'd say he's kind of like an outlier human kind of, like his situation. Right. He doesn't need I mean, it. Get, yeah, I, like like giving off a strong. Popovich, I don't need this vibe from the jump. <laughs> even think about some of the years in Philly. Like he didn't have, he didn't come close to have really any like uh, Parcells Ditka blow ups where it's human nature. Like Doug Peterson this year kicked the guy out that snuck into the press conference, forgot the guy thrown out. Like there's just crazy things that happened. But in he Philly. was pretty. Lo- yeah, he was low key about it though. No, he was. He was funny, but I'm just saying like Andy. And think about his guys are pretty low key guys. Uh, yeah, just I'm just happy for the guy. All right, some headlines. Super Bowl only related headlines, which means like you mentioned the Schefter Raiders tweet from Sunday about Brady. We'll that'll be for later in the week. Let's keep these two uh, Super Bowl headlines. Why don't you start? The Rock guy. Have you noticed how gigantic The Rock is? Like he was big when he wrestled. He was big like seven eight years ago. He has never been bigger than he is now. He's got to be approaching, I don't know how old the guy is, 48, 45, 50. He's fucking huge. You know, it's just, it, it's not just steak and protein shakes. Like, I don't know what he's on. I don't even care. Old, John. He is massive. <laughs> like, jump the shark massive. I would give a lot to be able to do that. What he did tonight, do what? Just be, just record the intros for the Super Bowl. Do you know how much they got paid for that? Huh? I saw someone. I was listening to something. They're having like a talk, and he's like, "I'm trying to get the Dwayne Johnson, but his his rate's the highest in America." Like I'm talking like Oprah's, Ellen's. Like he ain't cheap. So Fox, and just seeing the Fox 
Fox, the amount of money Fox spent on the Super Bowl might never be topped. Like just that, that might have been a million dollars. Yeah, but also, I voice. mean, the cross promo with they've got they've got WWE now. But he's not associated with WWE, is he? He's not in any way. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I mean, he does. He shows up for them if they need him when they pay. He's kind of like Montana. Uh, yeah, I, want, I mean, I do think it's pretty good for your Q rating. I would imagine you. I'm not saying that he might not have given him a discount. I don't, you ain't doing that for free. Yeah, he should. Well, did you see all the new Fox graphics? They debuted a bunch of new graphics. I mean, of course you saw. I, I liked them. I don't know about you. Yeah, I liked them. I liked them a lot. They're simple. I, I was. Uh, I did a of. Um, Fox Just game on it. Saturday, an FS1 yeah. game on Saturday, and uh, no big deal. They, you hear that? <laughs> the producer was telling me he's like, "Yeah, they're debuting some new graphics tomorrow." He's like, "I heard they they went they reviewed them like middle of the week, and some people at the top didn't. We had to they had to redo some stuff." And he's like, "It's a lot of pressure." So that little bug box it's called, which is where the score is, and then all the little stats that come out of it. Yeah, they the guys on the crew knew the guy who's the bug box operator for the Super Bowl, and they're like, "It's a lot of pressure on." I don't, I don't know, John Middlecoff, because he's working with this bug that he's never worked with before. Like, they didn't do it for the NFC champion. They didn't do it yet. A lot of pressure on this guy because it's supposed to be like the second a catch gets made, that guy's stat pops out. You saw all the stats popping out. I thought it was really clean. I, I, I think Fox is always innovatively aggressive. And tonight they just, I mean, that's a bold move, right? This is a Super Bowl. There could be a screw-up. ton of pressure on John Middlecoff, the stat guy. You know, the, bug, the IT box, guy. Yeah. That guy didn't sleep. You, you think George Kittle didn't sleep well last night. That guy, tossing and turning. A lot different. You're like, wait, I, I make 125 grand. The, the guy, the Murdochs are looking at me like, I can't wait to see it. You're like, okay. <laughs> I developed this thing in my computer, in my cubicle. They just loved it. Um, yeah. What about the 100-year celebration? Uh, did you... I, I, I saw someone tweet like OJ's on this team, right? And I was thinking like, oh, just, it was clear like every living member was there, right? I mean, it sure felt that way. Yeah, it did. If you were alive, you were there because once Belichick was there, I was like, whoa! And then they show Brady and all these guys. He wasn't. Did he not get the invite? Do they not? Are you not allowed to invite him? Would that have been weird if he was there? Can't be there, John. You can't, you can't be there. Can't be there. If I was in charge of invitations, not a chance in hell. How viral would it have gone, though, guy, if he was there and the and this, it was like Belichick with his arm around OJ? Oh, my God. <laughs> of all the people on the sideline, if Belichick was cozy with him, would that have gone the most viral? Yeah, because someone would have found a picture of him doing the same thing with Hernandez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was something else I saw? Well, the, the Belichick ring thing was pretty good, too. So they show him He's, and he... <laughs> yeah. Pretty, I, there was a sweet photo. Brady Instagrammed it. It's Brady, Manning, Marino, Elway, Favre, Montana, I, and, and Stabler. Not Stabler, uh, Stahlbach. That's just Marino, Elway, Montana, Favre, Manning, Brady. Just that group alone. I, I've always heard Roger's great. I, I can't really speak on it. Besides, I know he's made a lot of money. That's that's a pretty cool photo, isn't it? Uh, wow, yeah. Elway in the all-white. Elway came to Miami to party. Uh, who is Elway next to? Isn't he next to Favre? Uh, he's next to Favre and Stallback, yeah. It is kind of cool that, I mean, Manning and Brady are just, they're, I've said it forever, they're our bird magic. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, 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 you know what? I thought like, it was. I thought it was really. Always, cool. Joe is um, in height. I think it goes Tom. Mar- Tom. It's hard because they're not standing. I mean, Marino's huge, but Joe, you know, Joe might be wearing lifts or something because I he's not anywhere near the height of those guys. Those guys are. Huge. I Joe is standing. Joe has impeccable posture, and he's standing right in the front. So everyone else is kind of. Joe and Stallback both have great posture. That staff that you said Joe didn't throw a pick in four Super Bowls, like Jesus Christ. I mean, and it's like, okay, you don't do it in you don't do it in four. That's not an accident. Yeah, it's Jimmy's got a long way to go. The halftime show, John. The twenty-five minute halftime show. The um, Sh- Shakira's uh, crotch on display. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of skin in that halftime show. J Lo, yeah, a lot of. Uh, she looks fantastic for fifty, does she not? Well, do you know how? Yeah, do you know how old Shakira is? I didn't know it till I saw someone tweet it. I, I, if you would have asked me how old is she, I'd be like, oh, 30. But then you think like, God, she's been around. She's forty-two. Was she was she popular like when we were in high school or was it college? Um, she didn't make it big like fifteen. Like she must have made no, it big like twenty-two. Yeah, 22. it was like in her twenties. Yeah, I think. Hips don't lie, Shakira. Clearly Shakira. Don't. But uh, yeah, it was. Um, it was something. You hosting a radio show tomorrow morning? Hmm? You hosting a radio show tomorrow morning? Monday morning? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't want to keep you up too late. Oh, no, no, no. John, this is Super Bowl Sunday. Um, I saw your buddy. I saw Ryan Leaf at uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, he's working for the NFL Legends now. You talked to him for a while? Yeah. He was in a great mood just walking around. People just, you know. Marshall Falk walked right up. Yeah. Hey, Ryan. He's he's just really famous. You realize in in a room full of famous people... There is not a soul in that room that doesn't know exactly who that is. So, Scout John Middlecoff, I mean, he's huge, right? Like, for a quarterback? He's fucking, I, I've, met, I've met him before. He's massive. Oh, you had met him before? I feel like I have. Oh, well, I've been on the... Maybe I was on the show, so I've talked to him. I feel like it. Maybe I have never met him in person. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've met him. I don't know. But um, the Shakira gif, already just a superstar gif gif of her doing yeah. the... That's a strong. I I used it twice tonight. Yeah, se- it was. I used good. it on. Uh, this is the view of Lombardi of the Lombardi Trophy and Andy. Lot lot of ass shaking for sure tonight. I just specifically John the crotch re- a lot of crotch region on the screen. Uh, you know, but I'm 75, I, so that's. I, I'll, give, I'll give you a headline that's kind of a downer. Okay. I, no no more no more football games. Not named the XFL for a long time. We we got to. I know. We can start doing the countdown to the preseason. We got a, we got a ways to go. So mm-hmm. as cool as tonight was, besides the Niners didn't win the Super Bowl, we got a ways to go. Pell's Pell's Hornets tomorrow, John. Are the Hornets still a team? No. <laughs> I, for one thought, I was like, are the Pell's and the Hornets the same team? No, you're I right. I got to play some who he play for. I watched a little bit of the Pell's today. Though. Did you? Yeah, they're kind of fun I to watch. I saw they were on they were on ABC today, right? Yeah. Um. So I did have. Yeah. Do you have another Super Bowl headline? That's probably it. Um. So, okay, I've got one more. Okay, we'll end on this. It's it's Kobe related. I'm t- I'm, I'm tired. Okay, right. it's Kobe related. I want to get this to over two hours. Um, I, like we're recording this Sunday, so it was a week ago that he died. Yeah, I um, I I don't need to hear from everybody, like. Just because you're on television, if you don't have a personal Kobe story or you didn't know him 
or you just don't have anything to say, like that's totally okay. If it's just that you feel sad and like that's that's but well, let's just skip it. Let's just skip your turn and go to somebody who has something to say. Somebody who knew him. Somebody who could you, could, met him. Could you get? Could you uh, out the person you're talking about? No, I'm not even talking about anybody in particular. Other than I saw, like everybody felt obligated today, um, to address Kobe's death because I understand why. Like he's an icon, but like I thought, Randy Moss. I don't know if you saw Randy today. Was really poignant. He knew him. I don't even know if he knew him, but. It, he clearly mattered to Randy. And so Randy had something to say because they were trying to, you know, it's like it's a football pregame. So you're trying to tie it in. And Randy was just like, look, like this guy, he's like, I've told my wife I'm going to say this in the Moss house. It's Mamba forever, man. It's Mamba forever. And I would I say this when he's alive. He's the greatest basketball player that's ever played. Like he was really emotional. That was what he wanted to say. But he had something that he wanted to say. And like I don't know if you saw this, the produ- the the reporter that was the guy from ABC that was on the phone that said, "Oh, you know, all four of his kids were on the plane, F- fired or suspended, suspended," which he should be. Um, but when I saw that situation, I watched it live and I tweeted, "Like I don't think this guy knows what he just. I don't think he knows what he's saying. I think he's yeah. he thinks he read that." But here's what happened, right? A producer called him. We need you on the phone. He probably goes, I don't know anything. And they go, well, we just need somebody on the phone. So he checks Twitter for a minute, doesn't know anything. He's in his car driving, and it's just blabbing because some producer said, we need you on the phone. we got to get you on. Now, that's no excuse for him, but that's how that happens is you force somebody who's not prepared. So I would just hope moving forward we don't put people in position to say something who have something to say. But just because everyone's there, we don't – just. Hey, just it's a skip. It's just a skip. If you got nothing, it's okay. Let's just skip it. But I don't need everybody's platitudes. We've all heard it. It's not serving anybody. It doesn't it's it doesn't honor Kobe or anyone else and it's just it it, it cheapens all the other stuff that people have to say that's of value. It it was weird cuz you'd go just if you're swiping on a given gay. I thought the Kings did a lot of good stuff. Clearly they had some connections. Like he had done different things over the years to employees. Doug Christie told a good story on the air about him reaching out to a, the equipment guy. But then you'd get to like the next tweet and it would be someone, it was, you're right. It would just, the levels of everyone trying to be a part of it. Like it was just, and so, and most of like the, the Doug Christie's of the world would pay money to not have to be a part of it. Right. They don't want it. Yes, to be totally. There. And look, I'm not, and I think some people are trying to ride the fame of the moment when it's just because I thought I do believe this. I was lucky enough. I paid nineteen nineteen for internet on United. Is that how much internet costs on these planes? Well, flights? on a long flight, it was the best thing I ever did because I was able to stream the game. Wait, that, whoa, 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 what? I was able to stream you were able to stream on United. I streamed on United ESPN on my phone. And I, I watched. Did not know that was possible as a United. It was flyer. incredible. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, it, it was good. And that moment for the six and a half minute video where he talked, and I was it a cello, a big violin, whatever the hell you call that instrument, with that the dude at center court mm-hmm. playing the instrument, mm-hmm. is one of the most powerful six and a half minutes that's probably ever been. 
Someone's tweeted at me, Lou Gehrig. I mean, there were probably two or three. George Bush after 9-11. It's on the short list of just, if you're a sports fan, even if you didn't like Kobe, you're like, you were moved. I'm sitting there like getting emotional. I mean, it was powerful. Just, I don't know if they cut it all together, if it was Are just you one. Are sports However, history or world history? I'm talking sports history. Okay. But the most powerful thing to ever happen before a sporting event. Gotcha. Lou Gehrig gave the thing luckiest man on the face of the earth. Mm. George yeah, throwing yeah, a pitch no, after I, fucking 9 11. I, 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 I think I know if we should open this up to like, uh, you know, Obama yeah. post. Uh, but, but my point is, like, that, that that was just, it was a very, it was an incredibly powerful week of just sports tragedy with this human. And I, I think the thing that drove most people to get, I've been thinking a lot about it, is why I think everyone wants a piece of it. One, like Draymond said, this guy was so famous. He just, he became nice, took a lot of pictures with a lot of people. So a lot of people had pictures. Because I think Draymond's I main no point was just like, it, it is insane how many pictures. But I do yeah. think a lot of people tried to piggyback off of it. Because I do think a lot of people felt connected of just every single one of us. If you're a woman or a guy, has a woman in our life. Whether it's your mom, whether it's a sister, whether it's your girlfriend, whether it's your wife. So when three little girls die, to me, that's the most... It's Obviously, Kobe's the most famous, but three little girls died with Kobe. I, I think that's just takes this... I'm with you, and everyone feels like they have to have it because they all feel connected to but it. But, John, see, like, I'm not saying... Uh, first of all, who I'm not talking about is just fans. Uh, I got no I'm not being. I'm not, be, I'm not being critical or anything about No, no, I just want to make my point I just think, well, so many people want in, they yeah. do feel connected. And then through Kobe, that he was so famous. But if you feel connected and you have something to say, then that's then then what you have to say is valid. I'm not judging. It's just... I. I think sometimes, particularly with like television, it's like, let's get everybody, okay, let's get your thought. And I just hope that someone says, look, I, if my thought is, oh, this is a tragedy, and if, if that's all you, th- then let's just skip that. That's all I'm saying. Now, if you, if uh, you didn't have to know Kobe, if you somehow feel connected to the tragedy and it moves you, then you have a legitimate, then that's legit. Like a fan who didn't know him, but he, he inspired you and you have a tweet. That's totally legit. And I'm not even, you know, I'm not the one to judge legit or not legit. I'm just saying because there's hours and hours of broadcasting to be filled, there's also people who don't feel that connected to it who are put in positions to make a comment. And I would just hope that maybe we can skip those comments because it's okay to not have something to say. It's okay to not be moved by this and not have something to say about it. But let's not make you act like you have something to say about it. That's all. To your point, the, you know what I've thought about the most of the is like Vanessa or the children of the husband and Family wife that were died. killed. Or, yeah, yeah, I've thought about them a ton. I mean, it's... Oh, by the way, remember I said on the podcast last week how you watched the radar and you heard the guy say, you're too low, and then they disappear from the radar? Somebody told me who knows, like, aeronautics or whatever it's called, that that's not actually... All the guy is saying when he said you guys are too low is that they're too low for the radar, not that they're about to fly into something. That you're, I'm about he, to lose you from the radar. That's what he's saying when he says you're too low. Because the guy at the home base doesn't know the mountains there. Yeah, he's not. He, all he's saying is you're too low means I'm about to lose you off the radar, which is what happened. It's gotcha. So the the airplane guy was telling me that's kind of I hate to use this word, but it's kind of clickbait because it sounds like it's something that it's not. Yeah, I but anyway, you. this was a Super Bowl podcast, so okay. R.I.P. Mamba. It's been a week. Do we have, we don't have any other Super Bowl thoughts? I feel like I should have 19 other Super Bowl thoughts, John. I don't, you, Nick Bosa was Nick Bosa that. sweet. Yeah, he made some plays. I thought he was good. I mean, it wasn't like a Nick Bosa historic game, but it was good. It's hard to go from Kobe to back to Nick Bosa. 
I know. Not, I'm not laughing. No, I know. It's look, everything's on the table on this podcast. I think everybody knows us. All right. On that note, we're going to need you guys in the off season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. Okay. Adios. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.